Blog Talk Radio. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. This is John Sullivan. It's Babs Ayagbusi. Michael Thompson talking. The phenomenal AJ Styles. Jerry Rose. Charles Johnson. Psycho Killer, Kamasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. And welcome to Sportscast Radio. This is uh, March 29th. I kind of just want to call it Cast Radio, given the uh, recent events of things. Uh, I'm joined tonight, uh, uh, let's see, by, uh, well, obviously the, the chairman, the, the one and only, Ryan Cook. How you doing tonight, Ryan? I am doing fantastic. I'm uh, ecstatic to get back on some radio here. When you said you were going to rock a show tonight, I bit immediately because I've been chomping at the bit to get back on this microphone and spit something at you. Almost uh, as I know it, that, man. that verse was on that intro. Because Method Man, man. M-E-T-H-O-D. <laughs> man. Yeah, he was just riding that beat, man. Cool little Loaded Lux track there. If you're a big, uh, if you're a big like, East Coast uh, rap fan, you know, you probably know who Loaded Lux is. If you watch some, some, some old school Smack DVD battles, you know who Loaded Lux is. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it's uh, I've actually been catching up on a lot of battles lately. Um, we've gone without sports for a while. Uh, it, it seems like it seems like it's been like a year. You know what I mean? But uh, obviously, given the uh, the pandemic that's going on globally, um, you know, uh, it seems to be a good idea given uh, some of the people that have already uh, lost theirs as far as this goes. Um, the uh, you know, we've been having to, to supplement our programming. So I know I've been watching uh, watching a lot of rap battles. Um, some of these cute little, uh, you know, little concert series people are throwing on the uh, throwing on the Instagram lives, you know, rocking, seeing Manny Fresh rock a set. And I swear he was playing some Bee Gees uh, last night and it, it was pretty wild. I, I was uh, I, I didn't know whether or not to do like uh, some disco moves or start twerking. It, it was it was pretty lit, bro. Um, <laughs> you know, there's, there's been a lot of things, uh, ESPN was very nice because obviously they're, they're struggling for content, uh, as well. Uh, last weekend they did the, uh, they did the Ocho, uh, and I know you and I were, were covering, uh, <laughs> good nights in our group <laughs> chat, uh, as far as some of the events that happened there. So I'm sure we'll have a good, uh, discussion maybe on some of those items, uh, here as well. Uh, Ryan, what have you been watching in the, uh, in the meantime, man, you've, uh, you've, your, 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 your passion has gone empty arena, um, which obviously we didn't get to see uh, a lot of, or as we hoped for some of these other sports. Uh, but what have you been enjoying in the, in this, uh, this time, uh, of lack of, uh, lack of sports? Yeah, I can thankfully say wrestling is the one oddity that still is running. Um, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW in America, MLW has tapings still going through May that they can show. Uh, Impact still has enough to run through April. So there's still a lot of that stuff. Japan has started getting this under control. I've been catching back up on stardom. Um, They just had their Cinderella tournament uh, Tuesday, the 24th. I'm going to watch that later tonight. DDT ran their judgment show finally on the 20th of March. Uh, Dragon Gate ran a show on the 22nd. DDT did another on the 25th. All Japan ran an awesome show on the 23rd with the big Kensuke Ohara Suwama title match. So thankfully, 
my world still has kept going. Um, aside from that fantasy draft with the guys over at third fall and Demetrius and Alex and myself that we did, we've been trying to get together to get a new wrestle cast out for everybody. But with myself and Alex still being considered essential, um, our work days haven't stopped. And in fact, we've gotten a little crazier, which comes to expect, but everything's finally getting to the point. Now where we're able to start watching this and Alex is going to get caught up on Monday so we can get another show on on Tuesday. But there's just been a lot of really, really good stuff still, at least on my end. The sports end sucks. I mean, if you remember a couple weekends ago, the, the Lakers beat the Clippers and the Bucks, and then had that odd loss to the Nets. But, I mean, that's been, you know, that was it. They, they go and beat the top two teams in the league, not themselves, and then shuts down. Baseball was supposed to be starting yesterday. Um, obviously, we didn't get that happening. They're – it's it's just it's weird, man. It it sucks, and I'm starting to not not being able to watch Kershaw beat the hell out of the Dodgers or the the Giants on opening night, and having Mookie Betts and Bellinger leading off your lineup. I'm starting to hit a little bit of that. Damn, it's really happening. And uh, I mean, it's it's starting to get starting to get a little uneasy. I'm I'm just wondering how they're going to pull this off because I know the NBA is trying to trying to get their stuff going and you know they're running on time and man it's it's wild it's just wild yeah absolutely unique uh unique times that we're obviously in in regards to uh obviously these entertainment facets and and realistically the public as a whole um you know we want to keep it light tonight we know that it's serious enough out there we want to have um we want to be kind of entertaining so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try to piece that in um, and, and keep it uh, and, and keep it uh, relevant where it can. Um, first thing I want to lead off this was uh, first thing that I want to lead off with is <laughs> dang I'm over here rapping. Um, my, my thought is um, John Jones, man. John Jones is that. <laughs> I, I want to get it because you know we just briefly talked about it, um, but you know we he comes off the. Uh, Comes off the fight, you were just jacked about it. You're like John Jones, man. He's doing he's doing it right. Beats Ray, Dominic Reyes, you know the uh, the with the with the decision, uh, and and then bam, here we are uh, a month later, and uh, John Jones arrested with a Dewey um, as far as um, shooting guns uh, off. Yeah, you know, hey, you know that I. I I'm uh, still trying to piece through the actual timing of the entire event because it sounds like it's a, a heck of a, a heck of a John Jones story, if you will. But my, I, my question to you is one being a uh, I'll call you 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 are a fan of the redeemed um, <laughs> the redeemed uh, John Jones as far as his in ring antics goes. But suddenly um, here we are. You know what well, what what. What needs to happen for for John Jones to uh, to make the good decision here? Well, first, let me let me first and foremost let me take my L. I am a person who comes on these shows, uh, whether it be with you and Elijah or myself and Alex. Um, I tend to 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 really enjoy my wins because I win a lot in these predictions and, and these opinions, and I, I sometimes have to fight a lot of them. I had to fight with you and Doof again today but a wrestling one that I still feel I will succeed and be right on. Uh, but we don't need to get into that. That's a whole other topic. That's just going to drive me nuts. I'll join you and on, this... on WrestleCast sometime. <laughs> yeah, bingo. There you go. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what it was. Assuming. But this was another one that I was thoroughly, 
I was I was chalking my win up and saying that this is back. John Jones, this was the humbling fight where he almost lost. He should have lost. I had a three to two. I had forty eight forty seven. And he came up with the best post-fight uh, uh, interview, I almost said promo, interview he's ever done in my eyes. And it just felt legit. And he praised Reyes and he praised the company and he praised everything that it's been doing has, has been helping him and, and, and get himself where he should be. And, you know, he, he said, I'm here now. I understand things. You know, and he has a legacy to uphold and he has his fans to uphold and he's going to do it. And I praised it. And, now I, I need to apologize, and I'm going to take all that bullshit I fed you guys, and I'm going to shove it in my own mouth and just eat a whole hump's worth, a lump's worth of poop because that's about how I feel after this. I, I can officially say that he has gone from potentially the GOAT to, as uh, new, uh, the New York Post titled it, the DOAT, the disappointment of all time. Um, it's, it's embarrassing that – Oh, I'm just bored sitting at home, so I just drive around drunk shooting my gun off in, in Albuquerque. Uh, this isn't Breaking Bad, pal, so knock it off. Um, Dana White doesn't help that he endorses and supports this man and never, like, anytime something bad happens, he's like, oh, it's just Johnny. It's just Johnny Bones. It's my boy. You know, and I guess when, when you're pals like that with the guy who runs the place, I guess you can kind of get away with things. But Dana White, you know, some people are saying he needs to be suspended for a year after this um, and not even kind of just, just letting something like this go. I think you just need to terminate him. I think he needs to be released by the UFC. They're under enough scrutiny right now as it is with, with trying to get the fight going uh, UFC 249, which you got on the rundown we'll talk about. But I think you just need to save some face, Dana White, and you just need to just cut ties with this guy. Because that, uh, that company from, I believe, China that bought this place for $2 billion, this is a bad look in, in my eyes of those investors if you keep this guy around. I'm going to go, all right, man, we understand it's a different breed of sport. It's a different thing. It's, it's a different animal in the, in the entertainment world. But this guy can't be sitting here continuously praised because the problem is he's going to go back in the ring. He's going to beat somebody again. And once again, he's going to get praised as the best light heavyweight champion of all time. And it's going to try to wash all this under the bridge and it can't happen, man. Now, um, I agree with, with, I want to say like 98%. I'm going to say 98%. Um, and I'm going to give the, the slight caveat on this. Obviously, he, uh, you know, the body cam footage was released. I don't know if you had a chance to check it out or not. Um, it was pretty interesting as far as some of the exchanges goes. You know, he kind of kind of says, you know, he's going stir crazy, admits that he's scared for his family, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, he was rolling with an open container, no proof of insurance, and, yeah, you know, negligent use of a firearm. But um, he's shooting it. Like, yeah, just keep I mean, it real. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. But but here's here's the here's the um, here's kind of the kicker, right? Like because let's be honest, given this day and age, this could have got really out of hand. You know what I mean? So obviously mm-hmm. he wasn't so gone as far as intoxicated goes that you know we're we're having a different conversation on the show. Yeah. Um. You know. So I mean, so there is that. <laughs> there were a couple moments in there where. He, he, he says, um, you know, after they get the cuffs on, then that's really when it kind of, kind of goes that, um, 
he starts stressing like I have anxiety, I have anxiety, uh, you know, and then he's, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's just, he's like, Hey, I, I want to take my hoodie off. Let me, let me, let me get my hoodie off, you know, trying to, trying to get, regain that comfort, that composure or something like, obviously he feels that it's closing in at this point, you know? And, and here's the thing is like, you can tell, um, you can tell he was a little, and, and, and I don't want to say this like, Oh, he's a crazy person. Uh, I don't want to say he's a crazy, uh, a crazy, I just got a special caller on here, a crazy person. Okay. But, um, you could tell that at, at, at some point he hit that, that, that reality set in and you could hear, you could hear a little humanity or a little scared or a little, you know, that, that moment in him. So, so, you know, yes, he's in a position where, yeah, he gets beat up for a living. Okay. If you, if you say Can he I hasn't say been hit. Can I just yeah. say one thing real quick, not to cut you off, but you made a yep. point that I don't want to forget. You, you sensed a little humanity when you were listening to it. You said when he got scared, yeah. I sensed a little humanity in him when he beat Reyes and, and retained the title when, when he almost lost it and look what happened. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, but, but I'm saying like, it, but here, those are two different things, right? It's easy to be in a high, right? It's easy to be in a high. This one is now you're hitting a low. Okay. So, and, and here's the thing is I'm hoping he does hit a low to the point where he can, um, he can really, you know, maybe hit the treatment spot, but I know somebody who's going to weigh in on this right now and we're, we're going to get it. And it's certainly not Cletus Selden, but, um, but, but we got somebody on the line. Uh, go ahead and give me your thoughts on, on, on John Jones and his current situation. You're, you're, I'm not going to say anything like groundbreaking or crazy or (laughs) it's probably going to be kind of boring, but it's like, do I really, I don't really care. The guy like great fighter needs a lot of work as a human being and it is what it is. Like, I'm not going to put any stock into it. Let it bother me. It just, it is what it is. Hopefully he can stop driving drunk. So he doesn't put other people's lives in danger, but he's just not a good person. Yeah, and, I, and, and I can agree with that. I can agree with that. I can I can say if you if you if you if you're looking at the merits of somebody based on their actions, you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. And this this being another outside the octagon um, incident for him does not um, bode well. Um, and again, when it comes down to boding well, and, and this is going to be the next part of this this segue when we're talking about the UFC, the enablers. You have to wonder can I just who's say one more thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, just, I like got to the point where I just don't even. Come on, get there, get there. I almost treat. <laughs> You're playing the show, baby. Get there. Sorry. Get there. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you calling um, an audible, bro? What's going he's, on? He's doing his road to the show. I think right now he's probably batting yeah. or uh, running. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, to the, I'm to the point in sports where I'm pre, I've come to like just separate like the athlete from the person, yeah. and it's just it's inter, it's just all it is is entertainment for me. I yeah. mean, like these guys are just as flawed as any other normal person, probably even more flawed than your average person because they've been put on a pedestal like all their lives. So no, yeah. I, I respect they're, they're that. Actually, I, I, I like that makes me happy to hear the, like 
the difference between the person and the athlete, because that I think is what's helped me stay focused and able to watch a lot of these sports because I've just, I've been able to take the person. Like I never want to meet that man as a person, but I want to see him try to help me win a championship type thing. You know what I mean? Like I've been able to kind of do that. And like, it's, it's hard for people to do that. Like that's one of the biggest, and it's because we're so attached to sports. Like, that's why this, you know, this this whole epidemic is hard for me because of the sport. Like, yeah. you know, you, you you use these different things to make your everyday life easier by just going day to day and having your little caveats you can go off. Of. And yep. yeah. this was, you know, my monitor always says sports or wrestling going while I'm playing a video game. And I'm about to run out of the wrestling and the sports is not existent. It's like, well, I, what am I going to do? Go to... I'm not going to go watch Triple H Roman Reigns on ESPN for God's sake because it was trash. So trash. I can't use ESPN right now as an outlet. <laughs> so that's just like I I I'm I'm, I'm that, uh, with with what Elias just said. I think I think that's you know I'm with him 100. percent Like it's just you have to almost do that in this day and age to to keep yourself invested and separated because I mean it happens ever. I mean look at Antonio Brown. You know oh, I mean I know the it. dudes. Get, you know, he's walking around with a sock on his cock. Well, well he's getting paid. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Like, is, he, uh, like, is he a member of the Red Hot Chili Peppers? <laughs> Maybe. There, there's a throwback for you. That's a reference. That's a reference. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I'm sorry. What was the main event of that WrestleMania? Uh, Triple H and Roman Reigns. Trash! Yeah. Oh man, that's just, that's just exactly what it is, man. I Holy just uh, with commercials, this thing has been going on since nine o'clock. Like this was hey, the man. first WrestleMania where every one of us were sitting there going, you know, it's like eleven fifteen, and this thing is still on. Like hey, at, least it wasn't, <laughs> at, least, at least it wasn't Goldberg versus Triple H. Oh goodness gracious! I remember that feud from two thousand and two or whatever that was. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past E to bring that to like be like let's do that. Well, apparently oh, it's man. it's Bill Goldberg defending against Braun Strowman now. Nice. I wonder oh, if any God. of that money's gonna go to any wrestlers. <laughs> but uh, again, not uh, trying to make this not trying to make this WrestleCast radio. So that I being just, said, I, hope, I just hope that I just hope that Goldberg doesn't try to jackhammer Braun Strowman because it's at least Braun will jump. Here's here's the last thing I'll say that I'll stop talking wrestling. At least the like he the Undertaker he got straight in the air because at least the Undertaker jumped. Bray Wyatt's stupid. I'm mad, angry, fat ass. Couldn't even jump for the guy. And and Goldberg's strong enough. At least he got him over. You know, you got Bray Wyatt and losing the title. And then he like if if you look at it, and this is what maybe turned the corner. Not blaming Goldberg is when he lifted up Wyatt for the jackhammer, like, his legs were bent in half. Like, he didn't even jump for him. He just sandbagged him. And that's a fat son of a bitch sandbag right there. Did, he, did, he go, Wyatt. did Goldberg go, stupid? <laughs> well, he did go, Argh! when he lifted him, though. <laughs> well, I mean, he probably it's like dead lifting a fridge. Yeah, right. The, uh, fat ass. So... So, so getting back on track. I can lift really small. I can lift really small refrigerators. Oh, you got a bunch of Getting back on track here, guys. Jeez, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start muting people. I'm gonna feel like, feel like, feel like Tony Reale on here. I'm gonna start slapping mute buttons on people. Damn it! I just lost two points. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, the points matter on this one, by the way. The points matter oh. on uh, Strong Style Media. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like Strong Style Media is going to be uh, – actually, we're going to go Around the Horn meets uh, – what's that improv show? Not, uh, not Wild and Out, but the, the, the white guy version. <laughs> Whose line is um, it anyway? You, you lost oh. me. Yeah, <laughs> I, just don't, anyway? I, I know the uh, African-American version, but not the Caucasian version. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, but, so going back to John Jones, the one thing that you, you know, you touched on it, Ryan, the enabler, you have Dana White, who, who's just like, ah, oh, we're going to let it play out. He never, he never, um, when it comes to actually assigning blame to people, um, I think I've never seen somebody deliver so many slaps on the wrist like Dana White. Oh, um, he's the, the parent you go to because you know the other one's going to say no, and he always says yes. Yeah. Dana White's all about the bottom line, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like he does not care what his what his guy is like. He doesn't care what John Jones does or Conor McGregor. Like his his uh, cash cows. They yeah. can they can fucking run now, walk. He's like they're making me money. I love them. Whatever. I guess Perfect. the one thing to to be to be fair about Dana that I will say is at least he doesn't sugarcoat it. Like it'd be different if he was running around going, "Oh, we do all this stuff and that." He's like, "Nah, bitch, we're making money." So I can yeah. at least I can respect the fact that he's an honest human being. Yeah, but still, I, like, man, I guess there's on. that. <laughs> he's, he's an open <laughs> asshole. I'm not saying the ethical are um, good. I'm not like condoning yeah. it. I'm just saying there's at no least ethics. I can accept that he's not hiding it. You, you know, don't, you don't hustle your teammates. <laughs> it's unethical. It's unethical. <laughs> so, so Dana White. Speaking of Dana White in the bottom line, obviously he's still hunting for a venue for UFC 249 for Khabib versus Ferguson. I have um, an update Khabib. on that. So Khabib, obviously, um, you know, he does take his, his Ramadan breaks there as far as it goes, and, and that's perfectly fine. But obviously, looking out for the bottom line, Dana White's trying to go to the cash cow one more time here. So, so as, as the article I read, uh, he had four or five venues to possibly replace the, uh, the Barclays Center. The event's still supposed to take place on April 18th. It's a matter of where at this point. Um, I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it can be a, uh, an open event. So I think it's just going to be, that'll be an empty event. Like that'll be fight club right there, man. Like, um, well, they did one in Brazil a couple of weeks ago that there was no fans at uh, the last, they did a UFC. It was like the 20th, maybe or 21st. Yeah. Um, but it was in Brazil and there was zero fans. And yeah, and so I mean, it's going to be Monday, fight club. Uh, last Monday, he said that they have a venue. He just not hasn't disclosed it yet because he doesn't need to. He said, but ESPN Plus pay-per-view will be showing this just like they should. Um, and you can also mark April 18th as the official comeback of UFC, meaning they are done um, because the, the official eight-week ban of gatherings involving 50-plus people will be finished. So he said this will mark the official comeback. The people that need to be there will be invited um, the people not you know the people that are not essential to the teams or camera crews or commentary or anything will not be allowed to be there, and they already have venue locked up. Um, he just so, doesn't have a reason to release it yet. But April 18th, so everything will be set between Ferguson and Habib. When did that Habib. article come out? Out of curiosity, uh, the Habib. 24th. The 24th. So, so obviously that doesn't count for today. The um, 
the the today uh, it's been extended for another thirty days, going to April thirtieth, as far as those yep. uh, those distancing that. things. So that that doesn't account for that. But um, but I'm I'm sure he's got the venue locked. It's going to happen as far as that goes. But um, but yeah, it's going to be a Fight Club, and and that's fine. I'm okay with that. Again, these are these are events where honestly it adds to the drama. It adds to the intensity. I am. Yeah. Uh, and again, I am. Sli- I, I, I'm not going to lie and say that um, I'm not dis- or I'm disappointed to say that we didn't get to see some empty arena NBA. And granted, obviously the NBA had their, their, their outbreak, right? They had that. Thanks a lot. Ruby but, Gobert. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. But like, um, Let's let's well. You keep your hand on your own microphone. Let's not touch yeah. anybody else's microphone around here. Um, but uh, but but you know what I mean. Like I really I but I wanted I really wanted to see you know I just wanted to hear squeaky shoes and a lot of trash talk on the court. That's all I wanted that's to hear. Not, that's not to say it's not going to happen though. I mean, let's. I think we should save the NBA because there's a lot that that Coward and Mark Cuban talked about a few days ago that I think is worth discussing in the limelight. Yeah. And that's, like, and I don't that's think be we should rule out as much as we think we should. Oh, and that's, and that's very interesting. You say that. So, so yeah, obviously he says he's got the, the venue as far as it goes. I'm going to ask right now, this fight goes down. Khabib versus Ferguson. Who you got? Khabib's going to whoop his ass. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Y'all see on the, on the fight, that like the, the face to face, when Ferguson looked at Habib and he and he laid the belt down and he's like, "Come on!" and Habib just kicked it off the stage. <laughs> Shit was tight. Oh, I was laughing hard. Ferguson uh, just Khabib, stood there not knowing what to do. He's like, "Ah, ah." Uh, as of the twenty third, Habib is a I minus three fifteen. Uh, yeah, Ferguson at plus two sixty five. Um, on the on the sheer, uh, just the guy good. that needs to go against the grain on this one. Um, I'm I'm gonna take Ferguson just just because I think I think sometimes the antics can be too much. You know what I mean? Like obviously he backed him up against the man whose antics are over the top to begin with. But you know sometimes sometimes you gotta walk softly, carry a big stick. And I'm hoping I'm hoping that Ferguson is that guy this time around. All right, his now, name Ferguson- his name is. Sorry, sorry. It's El Kukui, man. It's El Kukui. It's the ghost, man. All right, let's said, go. You said tread lightly, but he was the one who started all the, the, the rumbling at the way, at the, the, the face-off. Habib was just standing there doing nothing, and Ferguson's cursing at him, screaming at him, lays the belt down, tells him to cross the line, and Habib's just standing there like, all right, dude, whatever. And he's like, come on, you pussy, and he's screaming at him. So I don't yeah. think he's treading light at all. I think yeah. he's the one running his mouth. Cause our Ferguson's been known to fucking flap his yap too. He's yeah, always he's, he's, he's always a long one here. Habib punted that intern shit off the table and said, "Get out of here." He's like, "I'm so, the last guy who ran his mouth against me. I beat his ass, and I'm going to do the same to you." So, so that's and that's that's only right. I get it. I get it, and that's fine. I'm going to go with the underdog still. I'm still going to go okay. with the underdog. And and I apologize for saying walk softly, okay? But but when you punt it when you punting it off, I guess that's 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 a lot. That's a lot. Especially I was, you know, I guess I, oh I always look at God, when I funny. when I look at stuff like that though, like uh, you know, it, it's it's a legitimate title. You know what I mean? It's not it's not wrestling. It's a real title. <laughs> Man, it wasn't on the Tetsuya Naito level where he's throwing the shit in the air and just letting it fall. But, but I mean, <laughs> the, the best part though is is when Habib 
got got challenged across the line. And not only does he walk to the line, but he kicks it off and just stares at him. Ferguson did not know what to do. He stood there and kind of like, you know, when you kind of move your head a few times and you're like, oh, where do I go next? Or what do I do next? Like he didn't, he was not expecting that. Like he, he shut up and was like, um, well then that wasn't a, that wasn't, that kind of didn't go my way. And, and he's like, what else do you want to say? He's like, you still got more to say or can we take the picture? And Ferguson's like, go ahead, square up. Like, oh, you just got pumped and you admitted it. So <laughs> there you go. Like, that's there like when GSP would get it, would like just quietly get in your, get in your face. And you'd be running your mouth and you're jumping around and he just doesn't say a word and just stares at you. And then finally you stop jumping around like, oh man, this, this guy hasn't taken his eyes off me yet. I'm starting to feel him burn a hole in my soul. And then you notice yeah. their whole demeanor changes and he's just doing the same calm and collected thing. Like, yeah. like Habib or not, he is an incredible fighter. And this dude, I think, is going to be champion for a long time. I uh, I think you're right. I, I think you're absolutely right. It's gonna be it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be a fun fight though. I really do. And I think again, I think the drama because there's no fans. You're gonna hear each strike. You're gonna right. hear. Oh God. Um, you know if if uh, are you kidding? Could you imagine him getting him in, in a in a any sort of grip that he got um, that that he got um, McGregor in? Could you imagine? Could you imagine the words that are gonna flow out of his mouth? I I like, like when uh. We were chopping each other in Elijah's uh, side garage uh, cabin thing, and I still have a scar from it from uh, a few months ago or whatever that was. I can't remember how yeah, long ago I, that was. How was a while yeah. ago? But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. And I, again, I cannot wait. I think and that stuff like that is it's special. I think I, I think uh, you know to be honest, I, like if you want to look at. Uh, if you want to look at money-making opportunities, when you think about, like, yeah, sure, they make some good money on the door as far as it goes, but they still cost money to rent these giant venues out. You'll be able to do, you'll be able to make giant gross profit doing these small venue shows, but still doing big pay-per-view numbers. So, oh, this, so, and this will draw too, because all the people you know that would I mean? go to it will still buy. Exactly, and that's exactly right. So as far as money making goes, on bottom line, we might see a weird renaissance and some sort of unique events that occur um, going forward. Um, and and I welcome it. Again, you know, you and I d- discussed it. Uh, you know, when we talk about you know movies, you know, being able to be streamed instantly rather than uh, having to go to the theater. Like, hey, you know, if you still want a theater experience, hey, there's still cool ideas where you can go to places like the Alamo or where you can get that over the top extra where you can get some meals, get some drinks or their big party nights where they do that shit. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, so this could be the same thing. Like we might see a change in some of these, these, some of these events where, Hey, you know what, why, why deal with all the the extra stuff? Let's, let's get in here and, and, uh, and just get, get, get the fighters in, make it happen and and put on a good clean event with no, uh, with no, with no extras. You know, you know, what's good about this too. And I'm sure Elijah will be happy with this too is, if this goes off well, nobody leaves the building sick, everyone stays healthy, and it draws well, we could see boxing come back a lot quicker than doing the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and that's and that, even better. Yes, because, you know, I mean, we, you know, the, the, the two trilogies are supposed to finish up before fall here with, you know, the Triple G Canelo and the Wilder Fury. Um, I, I was really looking forward to the, uh, the NUA fight uh, coming up next month. On the 28th, I think it was, or 26th. I mean, there was a lot of good stuff that was that was going to be happening. I was thoroughly yeah. excited to watch Billy Joe Sanders get his ass kicked by Canelo. Um, that's not going to happen. 
So that would be kind of a cool thing. Uh, you know, it's, you mentioned his name, and i got to bring this up right now. Billy Joe Saunders, be it funny or not, this dude decides it would be a good idea to uh, get in front of a uh, punching bag and essentially show you good form on how to punch, except he labels it how to beat your wife. Oh. Wow. Yikes. Like, My God. Like, like <laughs> what a human piece of excrement. Like, I, I hate that. Like, I don't yeah. care if you're joking or not. Like, dude, you're you're, you're a professional fighter. That's not something you say. You're, no, you're, going you're up, joking. It's you're with going your two to... friends in a text. Yeah, and that's fine. <laughs> like that's and then, again, I get that. That's I, there. There's I, there's a I, there's a time and a place for shitty comments all over the world. Okay. Yeah. Um, we do it you and, game every night. Yeah. Right. You. You <laughs> and I know like it. Party. Yeah. You know? So so here's the here's the thing. I, again, you're going to be going up against Canelo, world-class fighter, champion, your biggest payday to date, guaranteed. You know what I mean? And you do something stupid like that. Like, man, I, I – and, and here's the thing is during this time and, and considering that Billy Joel Saunders, like in the boxing world, he's well-known, but in the sports world, he's not. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, people know Canelo – you know, people know Mayweather, who, who speaking of Mayweather, has taken a, 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 a dude's had just a terrible month uh, yeah. as far as his life goes. Um, but but I, I just there's just no excuse for that. You're stupid. Uh, and but however, shout outs to Clarissa Shields. Shout outs to Clarissa <laughs> Shields. Who, uh, <laughs> thanks. Uh, shout outs to Clarissa Shields, who does a video also. And it's like how to defend yourself against your dumbass man or something like that. And literally, like she's punching the bag, and she's like, "You drive through the dick," and then she just throws this crazy low uppercut and just hits this bag. She hit the bag in the beam. She hit the bag in the beam. She she hit that bag (laughs) deep in the beam, man. Like that's what it was. (laughs) You you know what does this say too about Billy Joe as a father when his kids dick punching Dominic (laughs) Wayne and stuff? Yeah. Punch him no, in the dick, kid. It was Willie Monroe Jr. Oh, Willie Monroe. Oh, I knew it was right one of those guys that got their ass kicked in that in that uh, uh, Golovkin title run. <laughs> I knew it was one of those like middle guys. Uh, but I mean, uh, like, Elijah. But he was like, he's like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, Elijah, if they fight, you're you're gonna cheer for Canelo in this fight. I probably won't cheer for anyone because. <laughs> I always try to get you with that. I always try. I tried on the Chavez Jr. Canelo. It didn't work either. Oh, well, I, I, he, he wouldn't cheer for Canelo over Chavez Jr.? No, he just, he, if I remember, he didn't cheer for anybody. He just enjoyed the fight. Yeah. Oh, I, I, but it's always good to see Chavez Jr. get, get worked, right? Like, oh, and I can't yeah. wait to see Billy Joe get worked, too. That dude is so garbage. Like, he sneaks away with this title, winning these. Like the only quality win that I can remember in the last five years he had was was when he dominated David Lemieux. And David Lemieux's not even a world class fighter. He's a no. good fighter who's a name brand because of the the Golovkin fight. And he and, looked he looked really good against Lemieux, and he was actually in shape and stuff. But he yeah. like, doesn't, he doesn't he doesn't always he he could be a really good fighter, but he doesn't he always doesn't put train. for the same effort. Yeah, no, he doesn't. And I mean, his last fight, he fought some guy that. Um, oh, the, the announcers were the announcers were like, "What's going on? Why is he like? He's probably losing this fight to this guy who's not good." 
And it took it took like a lot. Billy Joe Saunders like knocked him out in the last round. But if he wouldn't have knocked him out, he probably would have lost that fight. Ugh. You know, yeah, and that, like, I think we even let off on um, Stanny Acolt with uh, with his Lemieux win. We're like, oh my god, is he finally coming back? It was uh, Marcelo Esteban Coceres. Yeah, November ninth. To go until the until the eleventh round, a minute left. Didn't uh, but didn't Shirley doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Didn't uh, Lemieux have uh, a couple good fights after that Golovkin also that made him look like oh man David Lemieux's coming on and then Billy yeah, Joe Saunders smoked, came out uh, like Gary O'Sullivan he smoked Kareem Mature he smoked he uh, he he smoked Curtis Stevens smoked Glenn Tapia. Yeah, like he had like a good like good set right there. And Spike O'Sullivan, by the way, you want to talk about people who just don't like can't live up to the hype anymore. Like that dude was the one where it's like, oh man, Spike O'Sullivan coming out looking like Daniel Day Lewis. I like this guy. And then, uh, <laughs> and, then and then I saw that live. It was a fifteen yeah. second fight or whatever. Yeah. Man, I've, I mean, I've, I've I've never thought. I've always thought Spike O'Sullivan was like a tough guy, but not like a great fighter. He's he's a yeah, tough dude. And a brawler, thing, like, but he's never been a good. He's never been like a really good fighter. Like you put him up against some guy, some of the guys that he's gone up against. I'm like, this dude stands no chance. Well, yeah, and that's, I mean, it, that's exactly right. But that's the thing is, he was mm-hmm. looking. You know, people were talking to him like, oh, well, he'll get uh, Golovkin or he'll get, you know, and then you just see him like he can't, he can't hack it against quality opponents and and. and oh. Even if I mean, toughness the, doesn't get him there. It's his first big name was Billy Joe, and he lost. Next big fight was after he won a bunch of scrub fights. He fought Chris Eubank, got got knocked out in the seventh. He won five or six more fights. Nick Quigley might be the biggest name in all of those. Then he gets Lemieux, gets knocked out in the first. And then he hasn't fought since March 16th of last year where he beat, uh, ironically, uh, I guess you could still call him friend of the show, Ian Green's uh, opponent on that showtime, Kyrie Gray. Uh, who he knocked yep. out in the sixth round? Dang, that's that's you know, and yeah, that's just that's just something to show. I mean, yeah, and we're missing out on these fights, man. Like so, so yeah. many good fights right now. Like, you know, I, I'm hoping, you know, and again, it'll it'll come down to how some of the commission wants to handle these, how um, these venues want to handle it. I mean, you know, it depends on what they can what they can pull together for. Um, when it comes down to these non-essential services and, and what they can, what they can do. Um, but that aside, I, I don't know, man, I, I want to, I want all these trilogies to come to an end. I get really disappointed when I think about the triple G and, and Canelo one, because here's the thing is I don't think you can push that fight off too much longer without, oh, um, you should do it now. Like, and, yeah. and that's the thing. And that's the thing is you can't push that off longer without without legitimately seeing the decay in Golovkin's skills and abilities. Um, let's just say he's I, you know I want to be on the, the 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 optimistic side and say he's not inspired against the opposition that he's currently facing. Um, and Jeremy and Chanko almost beat him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you better but, wake up then. But 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 at the end of the day, he still won. And 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 so, but I mean, I, I want to say that he's not inspired. You know, similarly to the uh, opposed to the the big drama show Max, it's drama show Max. You know, got to hold him up kind of days. You know, where he was trying to make that name. Now I feel like he's just doing enough to win, and and that can be very dangerous for someone like him because these guys are looking to take his head off to get that big win because that's still going to matter to them. Um, 
you know, you and I still, Ryan, agree that it should have been a draw and a glove can win. And, um, and, uh, and, and yeah, this, this trilogy needs to happen. And I'm, I'm still, I question whether or not he's going to have, um, if not the physical ability, the actual heart um, to put up the, the quality fight that he put up both times against one Canelo Alvarez. I, I, I hope man, like I, like, I, you know, I saw the second fight live and it was, you could just feel the intensity, but when you look at fight one to fight two, the improvements Canelo made, as compared to where Golovkin was for fight one to fight two, where I thought he clearly won by two, three rounds as opposed to the draw in the second fight. And I also, to be fair, I watched it live and I, I've never watched it back since I never rewatched the fight. So my opinion of it being a draw was straight from being in the building and having the crowd and hearing the noises and, you know, seeing different angles you don't see on TV and just, you know, blah, 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 whatever. But I mean, I, I said this to Elijah, you know, Golovkin may be my favorite fighter of all time, and I'm scared to death that he's not going to make it to the 12th round. Like, with yeah. how good Canelo is, it has become, yeah. oh, my God. Like, this dude is just – like I, there, was, there was a video. I don't know if you saw it on uh, Facebook, Elijah. I think Garino might have posted it, but I can't – I'm not positive. But it was, like, how to defend the coronavirus, and it was um, Danny Jacobs trying to hit Canelo, and it was him oh just – Moving like for like twenty five straight punches, just not even That's taking funny. a shot. And and mm. <laughs> I'm like, dude. And then I stop and think about, aside from the joke of the of the meme, I'm like, bro, that was Danny Jacobs who took Columbkin to the edge, and Canelo looked like he was in there with a toddler. I wouldn't like, say I wouldn't go that far. So he was in there, okay. looked like he was in there with Maybe, a toddler. Okay. Maybe the second half, the, the second half of that fight was way closer than the than the first half. But like, no, nobody has ever done that with Danny Jacobs, and we're we are two of the biggest Danny Jacob apologists, Elijah. Where we talk about how much better than that guy is, and the record that he's got, and the the credit he's been given, and and the fights that he's earned. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we back Danny Jacobs, and like watching that fight, you're like, oh my god! Like, I know how good Jacobs is. So what does that say about Canelo? Yeah, I. Ah, it scares me, man. I just I don't think it's any I don't think it's anything to like deep dive in about Triple G. Like, there's like I don't think it's any rocket science or any like deep dive or any com complex or complex thinking. I just think he's old. He's getting older. Yeah. He's starting to he's starting to slow down. Is he 38 now? And I mean, I guess too, if you look at it, okay, fine. If this is kind of the end of the road, I get you, bro. Go out and get yourself a payday. Because I think the heart. Be I think the heart is yeah. still there. Yeah. I, I, and it just the his ability is starting to slip a little bit. What's it's the speed? Like, it's the speed you, more than anything. Noticed, like, have because you noticed, like, because he still got power. Oh yeah, but like, have you noticed too? As as you know, we've all gotten older over the years. You know. Um, where there's certain things that you've always done that suddenly you forget and it takes you a couple times to do correctly and you've done it all your life and it's never been a problem before. Like that just kind of starts like I, like the other day I, I was at work and I couldn't, rem- I, I knew everything to it, but I could not open the safe to my, for, to get my cash registers out. And I sat there trying to open that safe 15 times and I couldn't do it. And then I walked out of the room and then walked back in and did the exact same thing and it opened no problem. And in my head, I'm going, holy crap, like, I've done this for years. 
I'm getting old. <laughs> and it might have been because, I, you know, I turned 37 on Wednesday. But I know that's that old you, Elijah. But, I mean, to me, it's it's older. Um, but, like, I'm like, holy cow. Like, just imagine being a professional boxer with how you were when you were at 31 and how you are at 38. Yeah. Like, it's, just, it's just your body – your body's there, your mind's there, your heart's there, but it just doesn't do what it used to do. I mean, not everyone's going to be Bernard Hopkins, or yeah, B-Hop. Not everyone's going to be Bernard Hopkins, where, you know, it takes, you know, a mammoth in his prime like Kovalev to finally stop you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you know, they're both on the wrong sides of the fight. And it's, I mean, you know, people could say what they want, but, that's good promoting too on, on golden boys behalf because you're making the money while keeping your guy safe. Mayweather did it for years and kept himself sane. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the biggest challenge Floyd Mayweather was ever met with was when 50 cent challenged him to read the first page of Harry Potter. Oh, <laughs> no. Jesus. No. You can't take, Sorry. you can't take that shot, man. You can't take that did. shot right now. Unfortunately. Oh, hey, here's the positive. Here's the positive about how we talk all this shit about these people and, you know, as, as who they are when they try to sell their fights and they're, you know, being who they are. And we, you know, kind of like we talked about earlier, don't separate the person from the fighter and all the antics. Uh, Conor McGregor donated a million dollars to the Republic of Ireland for relief stuff and said, if you yeah. guys need more than that, I've made money and I'll be glad to help in any way possible. So kudos to that. We haven't, Everyone's talking about all the stuff they want to do. You know, he he put up and shut up. You know, put up or shut up. He donated a million. So kudos to yeah, him he, for all the all the shit people also, talk about McGregor. He also having a rough uh, a rough go. I believe lost an aunt to the uh, mm. to the coronavirus currently. So so absolutely. Oh, wow. uh, um, not not trying to correct him as as some of the dumb things he's done, but to give him his credit, you know. Yeah. No. Nope. You know, I, I yeah. see power that went out and is making a difference. So kudos, man, more people in power on top of their sport. Like he is, should be doing this shit people. So you can uh, get it yeah. over with, get taken care of. But, um, so, so, uh, the, uh, let's, uh, let's take a little brief, uh, brief moment here. Ryan, I think you prepared some wonderful, uh, speaking of antics, some wonderful antics for us to take part in. So I think you might even have, uh, I don't know oh, what yeah. buttons for this. So maybe we, uh, maybe we, let me just hit this right here, a little seven-second uh, sounder. I think you might be familiar. Uber facts, the most unimportant things you'll never need to know. Yeah, baby, it's back. Ladies um, and gentlemen, Uber facts, you all know the Uber facts. You love the Uber facts. In the words of Julia from Stardom, you love, love, love Uber facts. <laughs> and I've been taking L's as of late the last couple times. Um, this week, I feel like I'm back on my game. I'm back on my squad, and I'm ready to go, and I have two fantastically worthy competitors ready to go. You guys know the drill. I have four facts for you. One of them is an incorrect fact that I completely made up. The other three are actual facts. Gentlemen, are you ready to play some new facts? Sure. Let's do it. Number one. Johnny Depp once showed up to a London school in full Jack Sparrow costume in response to a nine-year-old girl who wanted to perform a mutiny against her teachers. Number two, It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp by 3-6 Mafia was the first rap song to win an Oscar for Best Original Song. They have five members, which only DJ Paul and Jordan Houston, or Juicy J, 
uh, only accepted the award because of the rest of the group went home after they performed the song because they didn't think they had a chance to win. Number three, Julia Stewart started working as a waitress for IHOP when she was only 16 years old. Years later, she eventually became the president of their competitor, Applebee's. When Applebee's didn't offer her the CEO position, she left to become the CEO of IHOP and then bought Applebee's. And number four, during a zoo visit in the late 80s, Mike Tyson offered a zookeeper $10,000 to open a gorilla cage so he could go inside and punch him where he was bullying the other primates. Oh, God. <laughs> Those are good, aren't they? I told you they're better Those than are, this is This is top notch. And I, I, know the two yeah. that I'm, I know the two that I'm banking on. I know the two that I'm banking on. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead off. I'm going to lead off right now. All right. All right. So, the Tyson gorilla thing, real. That man did <laughs> way too much. All right? We all know this. All right? We all know this. The, uh, the Applebee's IHOP chick, she works hard for the money, made it happen, real as it gets. The Oscar is a tough one. Because two rap songs have actually won Oscars. And that is, uh, and one just now actually performed his Oscar winning song um, over the last, the last year was Eminem for uh, the, the Eight Mile Joint, the, um, you know, Mom Spaghetti and all that jazz. Um, I know Johnny Depp showed up at hospitals in full regalia. Um, I don't think the school thing happened, but I, I, the, the year is what fuzzes me on the, on the three, six mafia, because I don't know if eight mile happened before or after. So, so can you read what you wrote or had for that again? Uh, it is hard out here for a pimp by three, six mafia was the first rap song to win an Oscar for best original song. They have five members, which only DJ Paul and Jordan Houston only accepted because the rest of the group went home after they performed it because they didn't think they had a chance to win. All right. So I know, I know only two of them accepted. I know that's, I know that's right. Mike, I just don't know. So it's between those two. I'm going to say today, Jordan, I am going to say, I'm mad at that. I'm going to say the three, six mafia one. Cause I'm going to say Eminem happened first. Is that your that's final my, that's my final answer. That's my fi- so go ahead, Elijah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, uh, since I don't want to copy you, I'll say the Johnny Depp one. All right, if if you think he's right, you don't have to you don't have to not pick it. Yeah, let's we can win together if you think I'm right. I just made fun of you, man. We can't <laughs> win together now. <laughs> Um, the, I like the fact that if, if you're Titanicing, you're doing it on your own. You know what I mean? Like if and, and otherwise you're letting me out to burn. In which case, you get the the big comeuppance here. So if you by sticking to your guns, you're you're risking it all. This is an all-in proposition for Elijah right here. So you guys are both smart to stay away from the Mike Tyson one because that actually happened. Yeah, I know that happened. I heard that. <laughs> um, the the Julia Stewart CEO thing was so mind blowing that I had to include it in here because I thought there's a chance they might think I am making all of this crap up, and I thought it was really cool. So that is definitely one. 
Now it's just a matter of if Elijah should have went with Jordan or went to his own. And unfortunately for Jordan's sake, <laughs> you sniffed it out the whole time. I'm completely wrong on that one. Eminem's loser self was the first one to win, and he didn't even show up. You are right, Jordan. You win the game. Woo! Yes. You know, yeah, I is. thought. As, That's as what I somebody, get for being a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> so my thought was, it was so up your wheelhouse that I threw it in there thinking that you would just completely override it, Jordan. That yeah. was my reasoning for throwing that in there. So, no, so the, here's the great thing. John Stewart was hosting that year. Um, John Stewart was hosting that year. And I remember the comment that he made right after uh, they accepted their award. Uh, he said, for those of you keeping track at home, that's three, six mafia, one Oscar, Martin Scorsese, zero. <laughs> At the time, Scorsese hasn't won yet. So, like, I, I just amazing, awesome. <laughs> I love it. That's good. That's really rich, of a man. Uber facts. Oh, you say you have a second round? No, I was just saying that was the Uber facts. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, didn't know if you, I thought you. No, it's okay. It's okay. We don't need to do a second round. That one's uh, that was pretty wild. Uh, you know, we touched on it with the uh, the opening segment there about things that we watched uh, as far as uh, as far as it goes. Um, normally, ESPN reserves the Ocho to happen on August eighth um, of the year, obviously eight eight. Um, however, given the fact that they didn't have content, they pushed it up a little earlier, and we had an awesome schedule that happened on uh, March twenty uh, first or twenty second rather. Um, started at midnight. Ryan, how much of the Ocho did you watch? And Elijah, did you watch any of the Ocho events that happened on ESPN? Man, so when I'm at home lately, only TV I watch is with Alicia. So, no, I did not so watch you, any of the Ocho. Okay. Do Do you know what the Ocho is? Yes, it's like a kind of they play like weird, obscure, like random sports, and it, I forgot what movie it was in, but it was actually in a movie, like kind of as a joke. It was in dodgeball. Was it dodgeball? Actually, is, uh, the, yeah. yeah, it was dodgeball. Yeah, um, yeah, awesome. Uh, Ryan, there's some there's some great things. I know you and I were definitely uh, in sync and and watching the uh, the World Cup stacking competition. Uh, <laughs> oh we were, man, we were, we were having were a good time. <laughs> now, some of the highlights of this. So, um, I think you and I were watching the 2007 World Sports Stacking Championship. Is actually yeah. what it is. You have um, and I got I gotta be honest, man. I I did not uh, did not think that I could make that happen. I don't think I could do it in a fraction of what they did it. Um, trying to look at the oh, the fastest three 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 or the uh, I don't even know what the other one is. Like there's like Dude. a weird like pyramid uh, like where it's like three four three. Robin Stangenberg, David Wolf, <laughs> and Miriam Christ killed it uh, when they took on the U.S. team. Uh, my goodness gracious, they uh, they put a beating on us. David Wolf uh, looks like he's fresh out of Pete and Pete from Nickelodeon. Who's the ice cream guy on that? Like Mr. Frosty or something like that? What was that dude's name? Uh, 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 Pete and Pete? Oh, man, Pete and Pete was a great – they're always eating open-faced sandwiches and stuff. Oh, my God, Pete and Pete was a great show. I miss <laughs> Pete and Pete. Mr. Um, Pete. So there was also some really great um, 
great things that I, one, I didn't know there was actual events for. Um, so there, you know, there's some things that I, I was aware of, uh, you know, the, you know, there's some ultimate Frisbee. That's cool. All right. I get down with that. Uh, spike ball. That's a new, a new gimmick. As far as that goes, that was always a fun one. Um, however, uh, they did the 2019 Las Vegas Highland games. That's like, uh, kind of like the Celtic version of the Strongman. That's the one where they throw like that giant, uh, like telephone pole and, uh, and whatnot, uh, usually while wearing a kilt. Uh, most of those guys killed that competition, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they did the, uh, you know, the PGA, obviously, uh, not doing their big events. But, um, you know, you, uh, they did have the putt-putt championships. So uh, if you, uh, you kill it on that par two uh, at uh, you know, Moose Mountain at the Mall of America, you, uh, you definitely going to be want to be signing up for the putt-putt championships. Uh <laughs> It's so good. Dude, what about the, um, like, the, the European train conducting parking tournament or whatever? Yeah, you know, the, and that was, that, was, uh, I, I, that was like the European tram driver, if I recall. Yeah. yeah you have your speed, like, brake, you got your lateral distance, exact stop, overrun. I mean, it's like... Um, train it was Simulator like, 2020 on the Xbox. Yeah, you know, I gotta maybe maybe you and I gotta work that out somehow. Maybe we maybe we can make next year's team. Um, Ooh, get that they, download, boys. Yeah, right. Uh, my my favorite bar classic though. They did have the uh, the twenty uh, the twenty nineteen Golden Tee World Championship. Yeah. So if, uh, if if you got a Jack and Coke and about six dollars worth of quarters, you can definitely uh, you can definitely take me on in some World uh, Golden Tee because that's the jam right there. Um, however, the one that really really blew my mind and it you know they threw too too far you know arm wrestling like hey we've seen that on there before i've seen dodgeball on there before don't don't forget about uh ben furlan man he he took (laughs) it he got the second place clint grover got third and mark stenmark uh taking first place on that golden tee with his backwards white hat and all (laughs) yes got it you can't play by the way was in fourth you can't you can't play golden tee with a forward's hat. I think it's regulation. <laughs> like like I, I, there, there's got to be rules. <laughs> uh, you know, and oddly enough that you mentioned that when you say this ain't regulation, Ryan, because I had a, you know two days ago there was this very special anniversary. That was the anniversary of White Man Can't Jump being released. When was this? You said two years. Uh, two ago? days ago. Two days oh, ago. Oh, March twenty seventh. What up? Yeah. Um, so, so, fun fact released about that. Do you know who the director's other choice in combination was for um, for Billy Hoyle and Sidney Dean? Oh, I feel like I've heard it, but I don't remember. Like I, I feel like I've heard it. Elijah, you know it all. I've I've heard it. I'm in the same boat as you. I've I don't remember, but I have heard someone say something. Uh, well, what, if uh, obviously uh, he might be delivering a, a monologue where he says, uh, you know, <laughs> y'all going to be in 23-hour lockup playing basketball in Pelican Bay. He wanted, he wanted uh, Denzel Washington to play Sidney Dean. Oh! Would have been, been Billy. Billy, Billy would have been an interesting combo, too, because uh, he's the one. That would be uh, one Keanu Reeves. What? Oh! What? Wow. How sweet how sweet would that have been? How sweet. How Jordan, sweet. That Jordan, that would have been you, dog. 
<laughs> oh, man. Yo, I've been I've been roasted so hard in that group chat over the last month between you dropping like the the Mr. Pib version or whatever the hell that was when uh when it was like Keanu the dude uh the dude yeah. from like the new Star yeah. Wars movies. Yeah, Keanu was uh Dr. Pepper and you were Dr. Thunder. Oh, Adam, oh, God, like, yeah. and that was Adam Driver. Man, like yeah. you <laughs> I'm sorry, dog, but you are like a mix of Keanu and Adam Driver, man. Oh, I know. Uh, unfortunately, now I. Matrix. I. Uh, that's nothing, to be, that's nothing, that's nothing to be ashamed of. No, it's not. They're, they're, that's a quality. That's a quality going. I'm fine with Yo, that. I did. Uh, you however, you haven't. Hole? Do you see you the haven't seen Keanu Reeves with Denzel Washington, which then in turn in Black Klansman turned into Adam Driver and Denzel's son. Oh, wow. snap. Yeah. Elijah, what are you doing to me, man? You're making me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so that that would have been cool. A little happy anniversary on that one. I figure a good little wormhole to go into. Um, uh, speaking of uh, really weird God, things, uh, the, Elijah, you haven't seen it. One uh, since... of the most quotable movies like, of all time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there is going to let me see. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to try to do something here. It, God, that was such a good. Did you ever hear that they had like rumor that they were going to either remake it or make another one? Please like, don't. Uh, Blake Griffin Please was behind don't. it. That's who it was. Yeah, don't Blake. Just stop. Don't do it. Just just go do your joke How, battle. However, I gotta be honest. Hey, hey, Blake George. Griffin after that roast, man. Yeah, that roast was good. Just make a different movie. Just make a different movie. Yeah, I'm with you. Because you got a good sense of humor, Blake Griffin. Just do your own thing. Uh, refresh yeah. your uh, your your web browser, Jordan. Well, if I do that, you might lose me. No, we ain't going to lose you. I do it all the time when I randomly upload things as we go. Hint, hint. Oh, tight. Okay. What am I looking for? Uh, go under SCR. Yeah. And go under, go under W after SCR. Oh, I found it right here. Hold on. Let's just put this one right here. Yeah, well, just hit that button, because uh, I don't know how the sound's going to be, because it's a straight copy. Oh, it is hard work being this good. Oh, oh, it hurts. Oh, it hurts. Oh, baby, give it up. loose. It's not about black. I don't mean to brag, but I'm the greatest. That's because you never saw me. It's not about white. Honey, I'm home. How much money did you make today? I miss you, too. I'm sorry, honey. It's about green. I want to find out how good you are, chump. I'm your white shadow. I have a business proposal for you, as if you don't mind hustling. What kind of hustle? $500, baby, and you can pick my teammate. Give him the chump. You mean play basketball? I got something for you. Shut your anorexic, malnutrition, tapeworm habit, overdose, dick Gregory, Bahamian diet drinking ass up. I see you hustle. I never use those goofy white mother. Hey, who you calling goofy white mother? You, you. Five hundred divided by two. I miss you, lovely. I love you, infinity. You should have said I love you, Infinity Plus Infinity. We shoot your bag, but first we want the money. There are rules to hustling. There's an ethics involved. Yeah, that you wouldn't know a damn thing about. <laughs> Will you explain to this Gladys Knight and the pimps? It's pips. The pips. We 
You know, that was so good. One of my Sometimes favorite scenes. When quotes, you win, <laughs> go ahead, Elijah. One of my, one of my favorite scenes and quotes from that movie was when they first played their first game together. And uh, what's his face? I forgot what his name was, but he's a former NBA basketball player. He and he goes, he goes to rob, rob the store. Oh yeah, he doesn't yeah, have yeah. the money. And then then and then after they lose, he's like. I'm going to get my gun. Oh, y'all crazy. I'm going I'm to get going my to get gun. That's legit like the, like the best scene because he, he robs an uh, old guy that used to um, – No. Who was it? The dude he – used to, he used to be the old guy on Raymond Comic was, View. Um, Marcus Johnson from uh, – Yeah, wasn't he played in UCLA? Then he was yeah, on the Fox and Clippers. Wasn't the, dude, the old dude from Friday who's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Marcus Johnson uh, uh, played the NBA from 77 to 89. Five-time All-Star. Yeah. I'm going to go to my car and get my other gun. Kill everybody. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I just like that whole bit, the whole bit where he's like, uh, what's he say? Sydney, you're going to argue with the guy with the blade? You got kids, man. He's like, he's like, he's talking about your kids. You got kids? He's like, oh wow, well, he's, he's talking about my kids. Cut this, cut, cut them. <laughs> like, what? like, what is going on? Oh that's, my god! Like, like, I know this is a little side off topic from from where we're going, but it's still sports related. I think that arguably is either in the running or is the greatest sports movie ever made. Um, mm. uh, Elijah, I'm going to ask you first, and Jordan, I want your opinion. Elijah, what are your top three favorite sports movies of all time? Ooh, uh, this is awesome. White I like Man Dan Can't Jump is one of them. Remember mm-hmm. the Titans. Mm-hmm. And probably, oh, man, it's a tough one. Probably Major League One. Yeah, Major League Two is like <laughs> Major League's such a good one, yeah. I love, I, I'm one of the guys that likes the sequel more than the original, and I don't know if it's just because – I feel like it's so quotable um, that that's what makes it so good for me. Just stand on the tracks and trains coming through, butthead. Like, <laughs> in the whole, Monty, you're up. I'm in the bag. And he falls over and he's like, me? Eyeball? Caught. <laughs> like, it's just, Major League Two is so quotable. Oh, a heart attack thing. That's never there, coach. Me. And then he falls over. It's like, oh. But, also, but don't forget the uh... was so great with with starting. You know what I mean? Like they set it off, and I think yeah. what helped with Major League Two, and and this is a problem that a lot of movies have, and this is where they actually succeeded, is when you lost Wesley Snipes to the sequel, you made a new star with Omar Epps. I mean, look what Omar Epps went on to do after that movie. Whereas yeah. normally you get a guy that fills in and they can't do it. And the dude, the guy who, you know, with, with Omar Epps playing uh, Willie Mays Hayes, 
he had such a good chemistry with Charlie Sheen and Tom Berenger and those guys. Where like a lot of the guys come in and they're like, oh, it's the sequel. You're new. It's not the same. Whereas he came in and, and those guys just worked so well together. He just fit in. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, shout outs to obviously coming off the sequel there. Uh, there the, he was doing his movie career and uh, uh, the the Jesse Ventura cameo in the Black Thunder and White Lightning uh, <laughs> uh, little movie that they did in the, within the movie. That stuff was so good. Man. Oh, my he, God. He, like, jumps out with, like, this really weird, like, legs out, like, and lands on his feet. There's machine gun. It's so funny, <laughs> man. Oh. And, like, MRF jumps, like, 80 feet, and then he just lands, and he's normal, and they show – he looks at Ventura, and they're both like, ha, 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 ha. They just start laughing. Like, <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, they're laughing. Yes, it's so good. And, yeah. and the ultimate of all ultimates. Dorn, who who activates himself and bears none that old oh, that Olay bullshit Dorn. Yeah, none of that Olay bullshit Dorn. And he <laughs> he goes in there and he's like, I need you to take one for the team. He's like, No, I'm gonna get it. He's like, Dorn. He's like, Fine. And he looks at Bears and he goes in there and he gets bean right in the spine. And he just shakes. He goes, Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to first base. <laughs> they call him for the replacement and he no. You know, just like the front, no. And he's sitting there stretching and finally, door! And he's like, fine! And he kind of like runs to the base, everyone's like, or from the base, everyone's clapping for him, and he's just like pouting. He looks like red after his chain got snatched. Oh, so oh, good. Man. My mom would bought you know, me that chain. There's so many, There's so many good ones, though. It's so tough, because like, uh, like, all right, I like Rudy. I watch Rudy every year before, like the week before the first Notre Dame game. I watch Rudy. Like that's my that's my that's my that's my thing, right? Yeah, I get it. That movie's so cheesy. I'm I know, sorry, I Jordan. know, but but I'm a Notre Dame fan. It is what it is. A lot of you gonna lose I, another game here. Yeah, and that's okay. That's okay. So, but but then like but like I think about all the other good. Like I remember. Like I just love sport. Like I love sports movies because they they are so formulaic, right? They're all usually a ragtag group of misfits. There's there's um, you know, the hard luck story. There's you know, but I'm also like I'm a big fan of like the air up there with Kevin Bacon. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you got to hit that Jimmy Jake Juana man. Juana man. Hey, I liked Eddie. I remember we saw Eddie was uh, my, me and Demetrius coach the Knicks. <laughs> me and me and uh, me, me and Demetrius saw Eddie uh, as a part of a school field trip because we went to school in downtown St. Paul. We went to the Galtier Music Theater or not music movie theater, and uh, we watched Eddie as far as one of the field trips go, like towards the end of the year. Oh, <laughs> you guys notice that sports movies are always way better than they even should be to us because of how big of, like, you, like here's a movie that, that I don't know, if, that isn't in Elijah's and won't be in yours, I'm sure, Jordan, but I loved the movie Draft Day with Kevin Costner. Oh, that was mm. a good movie. I, yeah, I that was a that solid movie. movie. But, like, people who don't like sports are like, um, this wasn't that great. And, like, us sports fans like, are you kidding me? He swindled the Seahawks for those draft picks. It yeah. was incredible. Yeah. Like, we <laughs> love the draft. Like, this is our life then- right here. The 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 bad news is though they're they're still the Browns. Um, <laughs> that, that's why that movie sucks is because they're the Browns. That that's just what it comes down to. Um, 
you know, but so I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you know, I, I, I don't think I could narrow down a top three, but I'll tell you some of my favorites that won't hit most people's list. I'm a big fan of there's that there's that Pistol Pete movie, The Birth of a Legend. You ever see that movie? Mm-hmm. All right, so it's a really cool movie. It's about it's about Pistol Pete and and uh, in his growing up and and dude like essentially just lived with a basketball in his hands. That's that's why he was so dope. Like that's why he was the original like and one mixtape. Um, <laughs> that's tight. <laughs> yeah, it, it's super good. So if you're looking for something to watch, try and find the Pistol. It's the birth of a legend. It's fantastic. Um, one that I think should uh, should be on most people's list. He got game. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Great cameos. Really good. Great cameos. Great acting. Great directing. Rick Fox, baby. Rick. Hey, Rick Fox, bringing them to you know to 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 get the little threesome with the with the cheerleaders. Hey, shout yeah, out he's to that, like, huh? I'm gonna bring you the white bitches, and he brings them yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, and like I and, and like he just went ham. All right, like uh, he was awesome. You know, I, he was awesome. I, I like. But Ray uh, Allen too. I mean, Oh yeah, Ray Allen. Well, you know his acting was—he uh, acted like an actor, okay? Like, or not an actor. He acted like a ball player, is what I'll say. Um, when he got angry, don't be doing that. <laughs> don't do not listen to them. Only listen to me. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I, I agent... retract that statement. You're right. But... I just did his <laughs> acting on air. Improv. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. All right. Uh, as far as as far as another one of those kind of behind the scenes movies, when you talk about uh, when you talk about, um, I you know you want to talk about just having a mental lapse. What was the the football movie we were just talking about? Draft Day, uh, Blue Chips with Nick Nolte, with hey! Shaquille O'Neal. All right, like Blue Chips. Blue Chips is a tight sports movie, man. Blue Chips is good. I like that movie. Yeah. Blue Chips is super good. Um, uh, you know, but then uh, otherwise, uh, what about Jerry? Uh, I, I know one that you got a soft spot for. What about Sunset Park? Is that a sports movie? That would have. That was going to be in my top three. I was Sunset I was Park. What time is it? Who would think this would be what? But then we're from Minnesota. How do we not talk about Miracle or the Mighty Ducks? I mean, come yeah. on, man. Like, because I'm not into hockey, man. Sorry. Uh, yeah, but you look like uh, the the twins. Uh, he doesn't look like Jesse Hall. Jesse Hall was the pitcher on the Sandlot. He don't look like Jesse Hall. He's like Jesse Hall, man. Jesse Hall, <laughs> Minneapolis, Minnesota. You know the Mighty Ducks too. They all were like Connie Monroe, Minnetonka, Minnesota. They're saying whatever. Hell from. yeah. Shout, shout out when you when you mentioned uh when you mentioned blue chips Ricky Rowe I want this and I want that Nick Nolte get the hell out of here they told oh, that oh yeah it's so good <laughs> get man. the hell out of here Anthony Hardaway's name in the movie I don't what was his name in the movie Butch McRae yeah oh, that's right do you guys remember Shaq his name um I don't remember Shaq's either Neon Boudreau. Oh, that's right. I just remember at the press conference where, where like he's kind of was losing it, and he and he admits to like the payouts. He's like he was like well, it wasn't really a car. It was kind of like a nuclear powered surfboard or something like that. <laughs> I he says something like that, like just crazy, man. That was an awesome movie, man. And then do you guys also remember Mel, one of the assistants to Pete Bell, who was played by Nick Nolte? Mm. That was also played by Marcus Johnson from the. White men can't jump. Tying back to that, who played Raymond? Oh, there you go. Nice. That's tight. Mm-hmm. Love it. 
Uh, what, about, <laughs> uh, the, what about the program? Program was tight. Program, program was good. Was great, man. I, and that's the thing is I like all these fucking crazy, uh, like, behind the – I do like the behind-the-scenes movies. You know what I mean? But then, like, I remember when dude gets, like, gets on the team and he's all jacked up on roids. He goes out and headbutts that car window. He's like, yeah! <laughs> Crazy. That, that dude was like us. that dude was like the movie version of Tony Mandarich. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we want to portray that some guy is on roids to show how bad it can be. And he's like, Well, I could put my head through a car. Great, you just got the part. And we're gonna put Ultimate Warrior wristbands around your biceps to stop all the blood in them and just go batshit crazy. Yeah, and then you got another eight by eight. And there you go. That's another Omar Epps movie right there, man. Like mm-hmm. that's, uh, yeah. but uh, you know, varsity blues. What about, I do not want your life. Like, come on, man. Let's, it's a nice mountainy hat you got on there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. I don't know, dude. I can do I sports. I, we, well, I, this is actually the perfect time to do a sports movie show to be perfectly <laughs> honest. I, I think what made sunset park so good for me too, was the fact that you, they, they it was so well done because they gave everybody like they gave the characters depth. Like Busy B was the guy who wanted to be the star and was undersized and was always supportive but wasn't good enough. He gets his coat taken. Uh, he, he you know he doesn't he doesn't lose his coat because he wouldn't fight wouldn't give it up. He gets shot. He comes back and he gets a chance to play because they finally just do it as a nice thing and find out he's like amazing. Like he didn't know that before. He was just this goofy ass dude. Um, Terrence Howard played Spaceman. Spaceman. You know? And like when when Rhea Perlman, by the way, Rhea Perlman was tremendous in this movie. And like her connection with uh, Fredo Starr and uh, Terrence Howard was so good with the way that they gelled. And and uh, then Terrence Howard becomes this Dennis Rodman like. And then you had you had Drano, who who was scared to shoot, but man, he was the best shooter. And then. You know, he, he was smart. He's the one tutoring all the teammates to get them to pass their classes. And they finally get him to shoot, and he's the best three-point shooter since Larry Bird. But then he gets the shot blocked at the end of the game, and they lose. You know, so, like, all ties into that. And then, you know, Shorty's the, the, the leader of I think what, what goes so well about Sunset Park is not a lot of people saw it. And when people watch it, they went, holy crap, this is really good. Like, I'm surprised it's a lot better than it was. How did they make this this basketball movie, like, actually have character development? Do you guys know who produced the movie? I don't think many people realize this. Who's that? Mm. The, the main producer for this movie was Danny DeVito, who did it as a favor for Rhea Perlman. Yeah, wow. they were married. You, you had, like, substance behind developing the movie, and that's why it worked so well. But people saw, you know, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a terrible score and things like that, you know, but... You get guys like Danny DeVito. It's like, hey, we're going to use that guy, Terrence Howard. And look what he became, you know, things like that. And I think that's why I like Sunset Park is because as a Tarantino fan, fan it had such good character development. And it, it just was so much more than it could have been as, you know, your typical basketball movie. Uh, banging soundtrack love. also for, for the record. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah like. one, other, one other one, obviously, on my list, uh, I have to put Sandlot on there. Oh, yeah, nice, yeah. that's a good one. Um, uh, I loved Mighty Ducks 2. I thought that was like the best character build of all of them when, when Charlie Conway had to become the coach because Estevez yeah. was gone and, you know, Iceland. 
with Gunnar Stahl was kicking their ass and that Gunner then they, they developed all the new the Julie Gaffney and Kenny Woo 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 Kenny Woo when he did that crazy <laughs> goal and you got Robertson in there the the Hopalong Gretzky like they brought yeah. all these other characters in and then they brought in dudes from Sandlot um, who was the, the Keenan fat Thompson guy. yeah Keenan Thompson Russ Thompson or Russ Tyler South Central California that's what he said <laughs> next <team. Yeah. laughs> Yeah. Like it, it, I wonder if it, it was awesome because they brought all these different characters from like around the U.S. to make it with the team, but they did a good job where they they gave you such a diverse group of people. You know, there's the girl goalie, there's the hillbilly, there's the dude from Central, there's the the Hispanic. They were really ahead, really fat. Like it was good. It was really. They were good. ahead of the curve on the diversity mm-hmm. gimmick. Like, like and I, I don't want to say gimmick like it's a bad thing, but there were there was it's just one of those things. They were really ahead of it. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of being ahead of you the know, curve, uh, you put what you about put Jesse Hall and, and and Adam Banks who hated each other in the first movie, the Cake Eater, and they become like line mates in the second movie. Like it just it built so well from a great first one. It's kind of like Major League. Yeah, but and, that's uh, all I have on the microphone. In WrestleMania 42, they're gonna they're gonna uh, you know they're gonna collide. Actually, they're gonna. Oh, and Little Big League. Little Big League was the shit. You well, want me to man. tell my wife I should be okay because you didn't want to trade my baseball card when they sent him to the minors? And he's like, oh. <laughs> <That's so good. laughs> what about, uh, so what about, come on, bro, Little Giants? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, like, we quote like, it all the time. Oh, man. Uh, what about, no, I gotta, I'm is this a sports movie or not? I got to know. Jerry Maguire. Yeah, hell yeah, Jerry yeah. Maguire is fantastic. I love Jerry Maguire, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You asked me to dance, Jerry? <laughs> oh, man. Are you Dude, bloody? That's, a... <laughs> that's another movie where when you get two characters that are so, like, that you could tell just get along and have that. Com- like, it's like Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson. Like, that's why yeah. they did Money Train after it, because they were so good together. As, yeah. as you wanted to tell me, and I finally watched it, in the second zombie zombie land where Woody Harrelson is trying to write out the pardon and it's for Wesley Snipes. Like they still are tied together to this day. It's so uh, great. Tom Cruise and Cuba Gooding Jr. Were so good together. Um, I also love the original, uh, the longest yard. With, like the, the original one with like the, the original, old with one Burt with Reynolds. Burt Redmond. Yeah. I, yeah okay. I don't need, po- I don't need poop jokes. I don't need poop jokes. Yeah. That was such a harder movie too. Like people getting killed and and like it was so much more violent. And like it wasn't it wasn't a it was a comedy, but at the same time, like it was it was a messed up movie, man. Like he's over there roughing up his wife and stuff, like 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 old school style. It was it was messed up, but like uh, that's a great one. Um, Brian Song, the original one, was so good. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. I was gonna mention that one, like as kind of like a, a older good one. I actually have that on DVD. Rookie great, years, great movie. I always get some love. Rowan Baga, especially for <laughs> Gary Busey going. Hey, go, <laughs> yeah, we're actually putting this, this. We're putting this show together live from our Hef Two, actually. <laughs> the hell, what the hell am I talking about? What the hell is he talking about? What the hell is he talking about? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> butt loving. <laughs> were, were you guys surprised that the kid? From Jerry Maguire didn't become a star. Like he went on from doing Jerry Maguire to doing Like Mike with Bow Wow. 
Like, I thought oh. that kid was going to be the next Haley Joe Osmond, who really didn't have a career, I guess, actually, now that I say that after it. Isn't one of oh. them doing a... One of them's doing, like, MMA, aren't they? Maybe. I one of them's not. all yoked up right now. It's not Haley Joe Osmond, because in the Entourage movie, he looked like shit. And then, oh, he, and then he's also in The Boys, too, Haley Joe Osmond. He's also in season one of The Boys. <laughs> oh, that's right, he is. You're right. Yeah, that, The Boys is a really cool show, by the way. I'm going to watch. Uh, what's his name? Jonathan Lipnicki. I thought I thought one of these guys was like just getting all yoked up. Jed, what Maybe. was your favorite sports movie? Jed's just shaking your head. What's your favorite sports movie? Yeah, he's Jonathan Lipnicki is doing MMA. This dude's yoked as hell. Is he? Yeah, he's like the human head weighs eight pounds and only takes six of me to crush your skull or something like that. It's it's ridiculous. Like, dude, jack. <laughs> I um. <laughs> You know what's pretty good too was uh uh oh damn why am I forgetting it was it, we talked about Keanu Reeves uh, the Keanu Reeves baseball one oh strike uh, one got you by surprise strike two you know when Sammy and Lil Wayne did, and Lil Zane did the song hardball yeah that was pretty good that was hardball was like but yeah oh yeah that it was really sad because that that that's real for a lot of damn communities, man. That sucks. Um, well, then they showed the damn kid after he got shot. I'm like, oh my god, there's like 10-year-old kids acting like he's dead. I'm like, this is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> man, you know, I, and that's the thing, is like, I think of that movie, I was like, oh, it's like a, it's like, and God knows I, I hate this term, but it's like the urban uh, bad news bears. And, and then, yeah, no, and then it just... Very cool. And then it and then it and then it takes a really dark turn, like and just like no, people are dying now. Like, whoa, this yeah, is like, not cool. Whoa, I, yeah. But speaking of bad news bears, and that's one of the best movie franchises. But the remake, I think, is very underrated with uh, Billy Bob Thornton. There's a, and I, and I say that because I didn't realize how funny some of this was. There's a, like a small video going around where it's like opening day versus the Astros, and like. And, and it's Billy Bob Thornton drunk on the pitcher's mound, and the first batter comes up. And remember in the remember in the movie when he beans like the whole team in a row? Yeah. So he's like it says like Alex Bregman, and he beans the guy, and he's like, oh god, and he walks away. And then like <laughs> it's like it's like Carlos Correa, and he beans him, and he's like, you son of a bitch, and he walks away. And then it's like Jose Altuve, and he beans the Hispanic kid, and he's like, oh dios mio, and he's like, oh dios mio. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. All right, let's go back to real sports. You brought it up. So you brought it back to real sports. So let's go back to real sports. Just because now that I think about this, one, I just sent the group chat a picture of uh, Jonathan Lipnicki now. Um, you know, Lipnicki. Um, <laughs> Shut up, Deb. Holy shit. Looks like that. Yeah, right? Yeah, he's like, he's just, yeah. Yeah. So, so he looks like I'm, I'm, Yeah, he's gonna beat all our asses. Give him the title. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I do gotta say though, like, like last thing about that bad news bears movie. But when he beats this one kid, and the kid goes, "Oh!" and he looks at him, he just goes, "You son of a bitch!" and he walks away. <laughs> I have never laughed so hard. Do you say I'm life. the beast? <laughs> you are. You are. <laughs> I can't even say it. I'm laughing so hard. Oh, that's so good, man. Oh, I never God, asked dude. you, Joy. 
<laughs> I didn't want my Maybe. mouth about you, Joy. Maybe that's one thing we should do is I'll buy the $5 wrestling with the Joey Janela, Jeff Hart, and I'll stream it on Twitch, and we can all go on an Xbox Live party and watch it together and talk and talk. I've seen highlights from that match, and Joey Janela beats the fucking shit out of him. (laughs) He, like, kendo sticks, chairs. I, so I will never forget when he's in the ring at the beginning of the show. I've only seen the promo because that was all that was on YouTube. But the crowd starts chanting, son of bitch, son of bitch. <laughs> <laughs> son of bitch. Got, son of bitch, son of bitch. Oh, so good, man. That's great. Uh, oh. yeah, so you, you, brought up, you, brought up, you brought up a real sports segue, and, I, and obviously it's something that we, we want to get back to. Um the NBA, obviously, they're trying to figure out their postseason. The MLB can't get it started. And, and I got to be honest, as far as somebody who gets to people forget about are the Houston, Houston Astros right now, do you think not playing baseball right now is good for the Houston Astros? Um, potentially, but I think there's people like me who are just gritting their teeth waiting to just throw <laughs> some heat at those people. <laughs> like, man, like the Astros are high-fiving right now, like, yes, let's go. We're uh. We're we're doing okay here. We're not we're we're thinking it, but no, there's no way you're you're getting off. Like, and that's like the thing I, is obviously when the first these guys when they denied it and their owner denied it. The 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 biggest thing people in sports right now, or just people with sports, is people love a redemption story. People and and people also are way more accepting to people who just admit their faults and you, you try to have them build themselves back up, especially in sports right now, because people love that story. But these douchebags denied it up and down for a whole two years. And then they got busted and they're like, well, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like, no, you admitted you just lied. And now you're trying to play it off. Like it was nothing. You will be punished. Like, I can't wait. I hope the, the Randy Johnson exploding dove happens to one of their hips on a fastball. Damn. 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 <laughs> like, they're trash. B- bone-shattering material. Trash. Like, I, like I, I, I love, just, just am excited that, that one man – um, named Shohei Otani is pitching this year because his his surgery was overly a success and he's better because those Astros are going to see him a few times. And I'll tell you what, if you tell him he was being dishonorable, he might punish their ass. And on top of it, the fact that they were going to trade uh, uh, Chicken Strip Ross uh, Stripling to the Angels with Jock Peterson before the stupid Angels owner this trade's taking too long, which is the most bonehead thing I've ever seen in my life. You're getting a 40 home run hitter or whatever, 30 home run hitter, and, and a great mid mid uh, rotation pitcher. And because it's taking too long, you don't want him, even though you're giving up nothing for him. You're a moron. That's why you guys never make the playoffs, and you guys shouldn't have Mike Trout. But if you would have put Stripling on that team, who was part of that 2017 Dodgers team, oh, he would have been head hunting, bro. He would have been head hunting. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, and that's the thing is like so the MLB is trying to figure out how to get it started, what they're going to do. Uh, essentially, I think the word that I read with them is going to be no. They don't want to do any games without fans. So they're you know yeah. like if they, 
So, so, and I kind of, I kind of like that stance. You know what I mean? Um, Baseball is way better to watch, like at the stadium. Mm-hmm. Like, I get oh, it. Absolutely. I can't watch yeah. base. I can't watch a ton of baseball on TV. Like I watch it, but I'd rather like that's the one, the one sport I'd rather actually go to the stadium and watch. And their revenue sake too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those are big operational things to do, like fly team in. You know, but granted, they play for like three days also, so it's it's yeah. But I, I get it. But I like the fact that you know they're they're there's at least under the guise of saying ah we're gonna wait for the fans. You know what I mean? Like. So, yeah. you know, kind of kind of cute in its own right. Um, NBA, obviously, trying to figure out the postseason, and, and there's been lots of talk, lots of ideas, you know. And I and 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 I know Ryan and I touched on it briefly before, but like I, I don't think there's a way you can go directly into the postseason. I you you can't. Um, no. No, you need you need a small training camp. You need the the proposed thing that that, that everyone's talking about is. Um, mid-April or mid-May, mid if you can, maybe early May, is you run a two-week training camp. It would be closed. Everybody's tested, obviously, to make sure nobody has anything. You know, So it's kind of like the UFC, certain people in and out. You run a small training camp, and then they would run a five-game regular season, and then that would kind of be their preseason, and then they would start the playoffs um, by the beginning of June in hopes to end by July. And, and that would work, and especially especially given the fact that there is no Summer Olympics now this year, um, mm-hmm. you know, so you don't have to worry about that extra strain being on any potential players there. Um, so, I, I I'm okay with that. Is, is since they know that there's not going to like if they they'll, they'd probably have to do it most likely empty arena. Maybe maybe later in the playoffs come June. Or July, they could start having fans, but at least to start, you're probably not going to get fans, which is understandable because now they're like the thing I saw today is they're they're hoping by June first we can start getting back to having things happening. Um, but you know, you never know. Obviously, in this world, um, is doing all the games at a neutral venue where everybody's together, so they're all quarantined together, um, and then you could run your five games within like a week and a half stretch. You could run them all like summer league in Vegas, kind of a thing. Neutral venue doesn't matter because there's no fans. Um, it's just right now they're trying to figure out how they do the five games. Is it the next five that's on your schedule from when you ended? Is it the last five games from when you go? Do they do it where it makes sense where teams like the Pelicans, Blazers, Kings, and uh, I can't remember who the other team is in that little log jam for the eighth seed all play each other once? type thing and then the teams that it doesn't matter don't really have they just kind of play games against the teams that need to play games um on top of that teams that need to try to play for seeding would play each other like the two through sevens types the lakers have a five and a half game lead on the clippers so no matter what they're going to be the one seed so you could have the lakers play you know the teams that are eliminated for tune-up sake but you could run it all in a in a in the same venue type thing so that way you're keeping everything controlled, which I think is smart. And then you kind of go to the playoffs and you could kind of run that way. And then as it goes into June, July, as things hopefully start working their way, you know, especially if this, this vaccine that they're testing, they're starting to supposedly is getting worked out. Then you could start working back in to having fans, hopefully by like conference finals, but it's kind of the baseball thing. The, the players don't want to play in an empty building, but at some point 
you know, if the players are playing for the fans, you also have to stop and realize that us as fans want this content and we will support it. And, and you are helping us get through these times by playing these games. So it's just, it, 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 you, you should do it. If you have, if everybody's clean and you're all in a controlled area, quarantined together, just do it. Who cares if there's not fans? You guys are professional athletes. You're here for us. Well, then give us the content. Yeah. Well, you know, it's still, I mean, obviously it also comes down to money and in, in, in the way that some of these things deal too, but um, you know, they got to, they got to work it out. You know, you can't have this season be a, a no champion year that, that can't, I don't think that can happen for the NBA. I, I think it'd be terrible. Um, it'd be terrible for a team like, and, and, and again, I'm not saying nothing's given. Okay. But it'd be a terrible for a team like LA who's not only playing um, great basketball to begin with, but um, they're also dealing with, um, you know, the, the legacy loss of one Kobe Bryant earlier this mm-hmm. year. Um, you know, so <clears throat> that being said, you know, you got, you got to work it out. You got to have a champion um, and, and make it work. But the, um, <clears throat> so, you know, those, those two options are there. Uh, I think it can, I think it can and should still happen. Um and and but it, yeah, again, it's going to be a matter of what I've heard rumors of of a tournament where all the current teams get their buys and then everybody else gets the play in. So you know you have that would that, be cool too. Hell yeah! You know, I so there, there's our. You know, we'll that was, in, baby Jordan, you realize oh. you ready? <laughs> oh my god, I'm ready. How and how like and, and obviously you have to wonder how some of this stuff affects lottery picks going in going in too. I mean, there's. There's so many crazy things that you can. Um... Well, this you have to get this going. It's just like I said about the NHL. The NHL is like, oh, we want to play in front of empty players because, like, Gary Bettman proposed it. Like, all right, you know, we've had our self quarantine. We can test our players. If none of our players have anything, we can start going to confined areas and running our games. And everyone's like, well, you know, we don't we don't want to play in front of empty fans. Well, it's like I, I get all that. But you also need to factor in, come July 1st, none of you have potential jobs that are free agents. You guys are on contracts yeah. that end. So there's yeah. a lot that, that comes into play. And I understand that, you know, right now, people that aren't sports fans would say to us, well, there's more important things in sports. Well, of course, and I get all that. We all understand that, people. But you also have to understand the world doesn't stop and businesses don't stop running. As a business, these players are getting paid as of July 3rd or June 30th. So you have to get this figured out for contract sakes of paying the players. Like it's, it's bigger than it's just, Oh, there's no sports. There's more to it. You know, baseball players are talking about if we do a June 1st start, the players and the players Associ- or the players association and the, the owners agreed that they would play into October or into November, as opposed to into October to make up the month. And all the, all the players agreed that we would, be fine playing doubleheaders to make up the missed games so everybody gets paid like they should. Wow. So like we would that's see that's, a, bunch a, of that's a lot of baseball. Holy cow, man. Well, I mean, like so they, think of it this way. If it's supposed to start, April, we'll just say April 1st for the sake of even though it was like two days ago. If you yeah. play a month later and you the month of October is played as a regular season and then November is your playoff instead, yeah. by starting oh, yeah. in June, you'd have to make up a month. So you probably got to make up, I mean, obviously all-star break wouldn't matter because they'd probably get rid of it. So you probably got to look at about 20, 15 to 20 doubleheaders for these teams. But yeah. I mean, it's, but the advantage being baseball is it's a lot of sitting too. So you yeah. can get away with doing things like that. You can't in a sport like the NBA or the NHL where 
you know, these players are out there grinding their ass off and getting hit and pushed and, you know, hockey sense checked and basketball players are getting strained and, you know, the sports are so much more, there's more contact. You can't get away with doing that. That's where I think the players need to just kind of own up and go, look, we play the small regular season and we play half our playoffs without fans. At least we still got to salvage the season. And at yeah. least our, our, you know, our finals got fans and maybe our conference finals got fans. And now we're yeah. able to go to free agency. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. It's like me. I just think you gotta you gotta have a champion. It's not a strike year. It's not a you know what I mean. Like there's got there's got to be a way to settle it. And that's that's the thing that I I look for in the NBA and the MLB. Yeah, they can start late. You know, you start a month later, fine. It's okay. It's April. Realistically, it bodes well for teams like the Yankees who already had guys like Paxton who weren't going to start until May. So that means guess mm-hmm. what? He gets to he gets to rehab it out and be ready for for what could be the new opening day. Um, well, they're talking so, so, if they had to do a shorter season in baseball, hundred like I look at it the same way. If I'm a Dodgers fan and we have to play forty less games, we're already going to win that division by twenty games because the division's horseshit. But if I yeah. get to rest Walker Bueller and Clayton Kershaw that much more, yeah, hell yeah. Like I'm or, or, or that just means they go out in the uh, <laughs> go out and right when you need them. Um, yeah, well, at least but, as long uh, as they don't get cheated again, you know. <laughs> The uh, the other problem with that, if you will, would be um, I, I also look at um, wh- what do you do roster wise? Like most teams run like a five man rotation. Do you do you run just four man? No, you for, stay five. for the short season. Do you do you stay five? Oh yeah, it, especially you know once again, if, you know as a Dodgers fan, I'm I'm confident my number five starter is better than your number three starter. Like I'm not like if I'm running Clayton Kershaw. I'm running Walker Bueller. I have, I have Dustin May. I have Julio Urias. I have Alex Wood. I still have Ross Stripling. I'm not terrified at all. And as a Twins okay. fan, adding Kenta Maeda and, and Rich Hill, you know, the, the Twins, the twins uh, falsely a couple of years ago took the number five starter on the Dodgers and made him their number one starter, and it was atrocious. Ricky. Um, Fucking Nalasco. Yep, exactly. Rich Hill and Kenta Maeda are not Ricky Nalasco. No, <laughs> so they're like, If I'm a Twins fan, I'm going Barrios. I got Hill. I got Maeda. Um, isn't what else, who else? Am I forgetting? They got Pineda. Um, yeah. Who's, the, who's the, the fifth starter? I'm missing. They have another really good one. I thought. Oh, you got um, what's his name that played out of his mind for once? Um, yeah. What was his name? I can't even think it was, of it. It was it was the one that uh, coach should have started instead of uh, when going up against yeah. the Yankees. Yeah, that was, oh. it was my coach that I made um, that when we talked about it. Yeah. Um, hold but, on, I'm I'm <laughs> up right now. I don't know why I'm blanking on his damn name. Uh, Barrios, Odorizzi, my Odorizzi, Bailey and Randy. Yeah, it was yeah. Odorizzi. And they also got Homer Bailey. Let's not forget about that too. Um, so I mean, they got you know. I understand Homer Bailey had a had a rough outing his last couple of years, but I mean, he played on some really bad teams too. So I'm yeah. not too freaked out about him. Although he looks, he's like Greg Oden, old looking. Like he's 33, he looks like he's 50. Good lord, his ESPN picture is terrible. But, you know, so it's it's almost one of those things where I think that's a good thing if you can delay it. 
Yeah. I, I feel you on that. Um, so, I mean, we'll see what happens with that kind of stuff. Um, here, here's a take that I got for you guys. Adam Schefter posted this on the getup yesterday. What do you guys think in, in, a, in an era where we're striving for content, which is the best thing that we could have, of making the NFL draft a seven-day thing? Terrible. You think that's terrible? Absolutely. Just this year, you would do each round each day, which would give more, te- which would give teams more time to research since they didn't get to bring them in for physicals or do the combine. It gives teams more of an opportunity to trade if they really want to trade. Um, and, and like I said, it gives it gives fans content when we need content more than anything. Yeah, but 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 here's the thing: is how many of those fifth, sixth, seventh rounders? How many of those guys are really going to make teams? They're not, but people like me would eat that shit up that I get to watch a draft seven days a week. But 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 ca- casual fo- fan Joey Bag of Donuts doesn't doesn't care. He, he only cares about the, he only cares about the first but, two rounds where the, those well, guys are going to make no, the team and, and possibly be starting. So I mean, but, but, you know what I mean? But like the content isn't just for Joey Bag of Donuts. Only cares about the first couple rounds. It's for everybody. Oh yeah, and when I, I guess that goes that goes into what we were talking about earlier today, right? Would, would, yeah, yeah, which I agree with you for the most part. Um, but when you need a TV, you know, when, when you need TV coverage, it gives the network something to post too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, get I don't it. think it's yeah, a bad I, idea. Draft is so I, big I, now. Like, it's, like it's, draft has become one of the biggest sporting events. Like, draft has become one of the biggest sporting events that we have. Like, like, oh yeah. I, but even even I don't I, I don't watch past the fourth round for me. I watch you know all I mean? the yeah. Oh God! Yeah, uh, I, can't I love do it. it. It's, it's I also I do like watching the last guy drafted, and that's the only other thing that I last. I, I like. I watch but like, the NHL draft. How many people watch the NFL NHL draft? Not many. I yeah. love the NHL draft. Like I watch all that because I want to absorb the content so I can learn everything and, and be able to talk about all this stuff and and constantly know these people. Like I, whether going to make it or not but it's still content what happens if there's a random trade that could happen this way by giving yourself seven days you're giving yourself so many opportunities for the nfl to make trades i think that's the way i look at it but and i understand it's not going to be for everybody not you know it might not get good ratings but i just i don't see why it's why it's a bad idea like what is it gonna hurt um I mean, like, what, don't just... do you want do you want that or do you want them to show Triple H and Roman Reigns on ESPN. (laughs) (laughs) That's my point. Like, what, Jordan? Tell me what's going to get better ratings. If I watch, if we watch night seven of of the NFL draft, or a replay of a 2015 NBA game between the Boston Celtics and the the Philadelphia 76ers, the NFL draft is going to get way better ratings. What what if you played the? uh, I mean, but that's the thing is like even some of the stuff like I honestly I've enjoyed watching some of these replays. They've gotten me kind of geeked up, man. I really watching that Duke uh, Duke Kentucky game they from. Uh, You're right. Oh my right. dude! Like makes me so happy, too. It's so good. But it, I just I, I, I just mean like like what or or like or we're gonna show another air or another episode of uh, Stuart Scott. Center on replay, 
Like, yeah. you're going to watch that or you're going to watch an, a, another round of the draft just for new content. That, that's the thing is it's new. It's new content. Yeah. I, I get that. I get that. I, 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 I don't know. I'm on the fence. I'm on the, I'm on the fence. I'm not going to say that it's wrong. You know what I mean? For, for content sync. Yeah. They, they need the content. I get it. Um, but uh, speaking of things that shouldn't happen uh, on, uh, on the old Twitterverse right now, uh, local, uh, <laughs> local guys are showing uh, old ticket stubs of events that they went to. And uh, Henry Lake, uh, threw up the uh, the Western Conference playoff tickets for the Timberwolves, mm-hmm. um, but then because when you're a season ticket holder, you get you can get those tickets in advance for those uh, those um, oh, no. the finals tickets. He's got finals tickets. Oh no! It's so crazy to look at. Like I, I, you He's got, got finals KG. tickets for. For Timberwolves, for this is yeah. uh, the '97 Western Conference Finals. Oh, okay, yeah, wow. So he's he's got the the Timberwolves Finals tickets, like the actual paper tickets. So you got like, uh, you got you know you got KG, you got um, you got the what team. Is it like, it's, Timberwolves versus to be announced. Yep, and it yeah. says date and time TBA, but like, yeah. uh, they were only fifty one dollars, by the way, uh, sales tax included <laughs> for for uh, for section one twenty six. So. Uh, Shout outs, shout outs to that uh, price change, if you will. Um, but uh, yeah, it just—it's crazy, man. It's a crazy time. Um, it, it'll be um, God. I, I hope it, I, I want it to be over soon, but I also want everyone to be safe. Um, do you want to touch? Speaking of NFL, you want to touch on some of these off-season moves here with our final uh, ten minutes or so? We we can. I don't want to forget about real MVP. Um, at any point, too. And if yeah, you we'll do, close if out. Guys, last, last two minutes, we'll do real MVP and, 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 and do our sign-off. you guys want to run a couple minutes over, too, we got that Skip and uh, Stephen A. segment. Skip! But, uh, um, um, here, here's the question for you guys. Is, is my, like, vision that I gave you guys over a year ago going to happen where I said somehow the Patriots are going to get Trevor Lawrence? And everyone's like, ah, it's never going to happen. Ah, and now suddenly it's like they're going to roll with Brian Hoyer and Jarrett Stidham. And then all of a sudden if that happens and they get the number one pick, they get Trevor Lawrence. And I'm going to sit that, there and do my lap like normal. I don't, that I don't think Belichick – I, I think Belichick is too like – he's out to prove that he can win without Brady. And I, I, don't, I don't think he would even fathom like – Trying to tank to get a number to get a number one pick. I I, I just I don't I think don't he wants know. to have that. I don't think he wants to have that bad that big of a losing season. Do you think they're and, that like that good though? Do you think they're better? They're that much worse than that much worse than the Dolphins. I I don't know, man. Here, here's the I mean, question. Here's here's a, well yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Elias, I'm I was going to say like they. Their offense, the quarterback doesn't have to be, yeah, like super amazing. Like they just have to be able to complete short passes, you know. Like so, like I just I think they, I think they feel like they might have something that they can coach up, and like I don't know, 
I'm, they, yeah. they, I think they, I think they're kind of high on Stidham because. Well, that's the one thing too is when they draft a quarterback like that, they usually know something that none of us do. I mean, look, look yeah. at all the rest. Of, look at Jimmy G and Jacoby Brissett. They went on to have starting jobs. Yeah. What about Ryan Mallett? Remember Ew. when you got all that money? <laughs> I still think there's a chance that depending on how they made the salary work in the trade, that they could try to get Jacoby Brissett back from the Colts. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can't blame the Colts. You had a chance to fill up Rivers. You're giving them weapons. The Colts are on the upswing. You're, you're making a shot for it. Phillip Rivers is one of the most underrated quarterbacks that no one talks about because of his teams being so bad. But his numbers are great. So I understand the move. Now you're in a situation kind of like the Saints where if Drew Brees comes back, you really can't pay Teddy because you got Drew Brees. So now that you got Phillip Rivers, you really – you know, what are you going to do with Jacoby Brissett? I know he's making more money than the, than the Patriots would want to pay, but I don't think enough people are talking about that as a, real, a reality, that Jacoby Brissett can come back. And you know damn well Belichick would be smiling in open arms going, ha, I'm glad you're back, son. Yeah. Screw crap for trading you. You know? That's yeah, just I... one that I, I don't think is getting enough. Like, I don't think – I don't think the Cam Newton thing is going to happen because Cam really can't show if he's healthy or not because they're not able to do anything like that. And I don't know if Cam Newton is the ultimate fit for, for Belichick. The one I could see out of spite is Belichick takes Winston and turns Winston into the Super Bowl quarterback. Because the, the one thing I've always said is, is – Jameis Winston is, is even though he led the league in interceptions and touchdowns, coaches need, should be just just fathoming to have a quarterback that has enough confidence in himself. Like Jameis Winston to me is like Brett Favre, where he'll throw a pick and he doesn't give a shit. He's going to go right back down the field. Well, I, was, I saw an article. I saw like a really interesting. I saw a really interesting article about how quarterbacks in like Bruce Arians offenses typically throw a ton of interceptions. Like one of Carson Palmer's like best years, I think was under Arians and he threw a bunch of, he threw a bunch of interceptions, but he, I think his high under Arians might've been like in the twenties. And I was, I was talking about, they were talking about how, um, Bruce Arians is like tells his quarterbacks like fucking throw the ball if we have a guy that has you know I don't care like if he has two guys on him if you think you can get it to him just throw it to him like he like he'll get mad at guys if they don't pull the trigger and they like check down or something he'll get mad at them about checking down and he'll be like just throw the throw it down the field like he is like obsessed with throwing the ball down the field and I don't think a lot of people really look at that. 2013, Palmer went 10 and 6 with Arizona, 24 touchdowns, 22 picks, threw for 42, 74 yards. Probably his second, second or third best season there. He had a season where he went 30, he had 35 and 11, and they went 13 and 3. That was the year I thought they were going to make that run, and then they, he got hurt, and here came John David Booty or no, it's Drew Stanton's punk ass. Drew Stanton. God damn, Drew Stanton sucks. Um, and then he had a 26 and 14 year, but he had less yards. So, but I mean, you could argue his second best year was a 24 and 22 year. And, yeah. and look, 
Jordan, we had this argument and a caller called it and surprisingly backed me on it. If I, I said, Jameis Winston has the one thing about him is if you can throw that many picks, but still slaying the ball the way you can quarterbacks don't have that confidence in this day and age quarterbacks nowadays have that too much of, Oh my God, I threw an interception and then they get conservative. Winston goes, hold my effing beer and goes out there and just starts slanging the damn ball. Like <laughs> I think coaches could, would fathom with that. And up until, you know, I, I said, if we lose cousins, I'd take a flyer on Winston because of our, our weapons we have. And we yeah. have, the other thing is he's never had a defense to back him up. You know, you look at the games that they lost last year, he scored 42 points and lost the game. There was games he threw, he, he threw five touchdowns in like three games they lost. Yeah. I watched a YouTube four video. I, four interceptions. I watched a YouTube video on all of Jameis Winston's interceptions last year. And, like, I agree with the person who posted this video. Probably 15 or so were, like, on him. A lot of them were were like off receivers like tipping balls up yeah, and stuff. OJ Howard probably tipped five of them away to the other team. So there there's some layers to these to this thirty interception thing. You just gotta like you just gotta look don't watch the damn game. They just assume things. They don't oh look at his stats. Well watch the damn game then. If, if you watch it, but you talk about our receivers and taking a flyer on him. He's got, he had great receivers. He's had receivers. receivers. But, but I also said after that, and we have a defense where he doesn't have to do that. If you, if you take the whole context of what I said, was he had he didn't it was was a defense. He never had a defense. His defense okay. was atrocious in Tampa. Okay. Now obviously our receivers are a little different. Did you, did you guys hear that that rumor that? The reason we traded Diggs is we wanted to draft his brother, and he said he wouldn't play with his brother. I did hear that rumor. No, I, did. I didn't hear crazy. that rumor. Yes, apparently we, we, we like honed in on taking his brother at 25, Trayvon Diggs, I think is his name. And Stefan Diggs said, I don't want to play with my brother, so they traded him. They said, you know what, we've had enough of a – like, it just hasn't worked between us, so let's just move on. And shout out to Rich Spielman, who, who, who fleeced the Buffalo Bills. You mean to tell me that we got a first, a fourth, a fifth, and something else, and all DeAndre Hopkins got was a giant contract and a second rounder? Yeah. yeah. Please, Buffalo. I, I'm, I'm touching my Stefan Diggs poster from the Minneapolis Miracle right now because I love this man for that game. But holy shit, you mean to tell me I got a first-round pick for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, man, you know, hail, hail fellow well-met. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think uh, I I think that being said, like uh, you know, we know Spielman can be the real MVP and make those moves. I've always, I've always thought. Yeah, I thought you were gonna play the segment. The the Jordan, let me say one last thing. We got, we're having a great segment. You're going to cut us off like we got to end in two minutes. We were having a damn good conversation there. I got to kill him. 
<laughs> that, that's, look, man, you can put your shit on mute. Me and Elijah can keep talking, man. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Damn. I Elijah, I know. Uh, Elijah, three hours, baby. I know. Uh, I I know it's not fantasy. I know it's not fantasy football season, but uh, damn. But, but Elijah, you got do you got a do you got a real MVP for this uh, for this recent Jason hiatus of sports? He got shit on twice by Elijah to drive this one in. <laughs> do I have a real MVP for in sports? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, Ryan, Ryan, I know you got a real MVP, man. What do you What do you got for us? I do. I'm the only one actually has one this week, and it's understandable. But I had to dig deep. I dug deep into the trenches for the sake of the show. Tis the law. And his jockey, Manuel Franco, defeated Curlin at the Florida Derby yesterday, solidifying now his third win as a three-year-old. And he's now the odds-on favorite to win the Kentucky Derby. Horse racing fans, put your money on Tis the Law because he is dominating in Florida. He is the Tis the Law. Tis the Law. Defeated Curlin. I like it. There's your real MVP, baby. I went, I dug deep. And and I had a table tennis guy lined up, but then they canceled the tournament, so oh, I was right. ready to go with a table tennis guy. That's uh, that's 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 pretty crazy. And it's funny when you say table tennis. When one of the things that I watched on the Ocho was the uh, the weird table tennis where they don't use the rackets; they use their head. <laughs> like, I like, the, like the roundhouse kick volleyball. Yeah, that's a good one too. That's a good one too. But this, so they used their head, except the table's super sturdy. And this guy did like a weird like break dancing move, like like he went underneath the hands and it like hit the ball to go over the net and score. It was ridiculous. Either way, um, <laughs> we we've seen a lot of things obviously with sports uh, over the last uh, obviously years that we've been alive. Ryan, you're 37. Uh, Elijah's about about 69. Um, <laughs> and uh, and. And and obviously we've not seen something like this. And um, as as much as 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 much as obviously we know this is difficult for us, um, it's even more difficult for those that are working in um, our healthcare facilities around the world. Um, so my real MVP is going to be those that are indeed uh, working, um, you know, to help uh, calm this uh, terrible thing that uh, the entire world is dealing with. Um, also to anybody who's uh, who is working. Um, those necessary jobs right now. I know I'm currently furloughed um, what, from mine. So, so, but, so, um, so sports. So, so I thought this was sports MVPs only, man. I, I, no, I, 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 I was. I'm giving my real MVP, man. So you did hit definitely... him with the sports joke, and then he could have done the same thing. That is fair. I, it, it is. It is. But I, you knew what I was doing prior to it, it was show prep. Um, so, man. Um, <laughs> man. <laughs> so. Shout out to those healthcare workers. Shout out to those who are still um, deemed necessary, those grocery store people. Shout Thank them because they dealt with a lot of crap. Um, people overstocking on toilet paper, um, you know, throwing hissy fits um, because they can't buy 30 cartons of milk or whatever the situation may be. Um, you know, definitely the people in the hospitals who are literally right there with, with limited uh, masks and gloves and, and items that we need to obviously, um, you know, prevent these items from spreading. So, so obviously, shout outs to those people. Um, and obviously, we're looking forward to when things go back normal. Um, I know um, some teams 
God, I can't remember who is it. I think uh, somebody already said 200 seats uh, of every game are going to be uh, given to uh, um, God, and I'm going to have to look that up for next week so I can uh, at least credit it out. But 200 seats are going to be given to um, uh, healthcare workers um, for, uh, for games that occur. Um, so yeah, it's just a necessary thing. And obviously, uh, for those of you who don't have to be anywhere, please stay home, uh, do your social distancing and, uh, do the right thing so we can uh, all get back to normal, uh, faster. Uh, Elijah, if you have one, want to give one, I will yield to you, sir. I absolutely love you and adore you. And I, I don't want to take anything away. Well, I was, I didn't know, I didn't know it had to be sports. It wasn't, couldn't, it didn't have to be sports or like it could be something else. I was going to say pretty much what you said, but I thought it was sports only, but that's all good. Shout I do. It's all... Tis the law, baby. He brought it back. No. And, and I know Ryan shares the sentiment too. And then obviously he, he, he yielded to give that to me too. So um, again, I want uh, both of you guys to be safe. Cause I know but you man, guys I'm are working. I was going to say, I work. I work man, like, man. We're, we're I know, essential. And, yeah, I mean, I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I'm able to work because I got bills to pay, but it is a little scary, man. Like oh, yeah. being out there and like, when, I gotta so many... tell my whole team things like, well, sorry guys. And I gotta be the guy that's in charge of telling them the, that, Oh, we're only going to change one hour in our schedule. It's tough, man. It's tougher than, than just the work. And, no, Absolutely. And dealing with man, like this weekend has been busy as busy as any normal weekend at the store, and people are still bringing all their kids in, bringing everybody, like coming in in big groups and shit. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. are you guys stupid? Like, <laughs> this is serious. Like, you're only supposed you're not supposed to be coming here for mulch and paint. <laughs> like, they're getting mulch. All right, mulch is not a necessity right now. I, I gotta Elijah, keep that one hundred. Uh, sh- shout out to the guy who came to my store yesterday and bought size thirty three rubber bands, and that was it. Like, you, I mean, you maybe, came maybe, out to buy a bag of rubber bands. Hey, uh, maybe he's bro. making masks. Mm, yeah, um, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think that's what he was doing. Conversation I had with the guy when he was like, mm, "I wonder if these are thick enough." Got a lot of stuff at home that I can use this for. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. you need to take your ass home. <laughs> you need to bounce. People are bringing, still bringing their kids and stuff in. I'm just uh, like, you guys are. This is. I'm I'm living in bizarre world. Like people keep acting like this. They're gonna shut us down completely and not oh, let us man. do any. Not let us go anywhere if people like keep going out and don't practice the self-imposed isolation, man. Like shit's never going to end. Dude, if, if I wasn't confident from what I've said to you, Jordan, about, you know, me in November, like I would be freaking out with some of the clientele that I've come to my store. Like if I wasn't not that worried about it because of previous things, like I would be, we are like right in the epitome of like old folk central. And they are in there just hacking away. And I'm like, man, I tell all my team, I say, you all handle all these customers. You guys just back off. Yeah. <laughs> like, you should not be in here buying this printer. Not I mean, I was, 
I was sick. I was sick a couple. I was sick. Like I still have kind of a cough a little bit. Like I was. I was sick last week. This is like going on week two with with a cough. I could have maybe had a mild case of it. I don't, and I don't even know. Well, you you remember too? Um, remember like November, uh, Elijah, when I was like dead for like a month, like I couldn't yeah. stop coughing. Like a lot of people think that I had it, and if it's if it's the case of the chicken pox style where you, you can become immune to it. That's the only thing that doesn't have me freaking out at work is I think I already had it before people yeah. realized what it was. And for that reason, whether, and I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, so be it. I'm playing leader and, you know, putting my shield out there. But I, I, I tell a lot of my people, I'm like, you guys go work the freight and just go isolate yourself in the aisles. And I will help all the customers because there if it's true where you can be immune to it. And I did have it already. Let me talk to all these people yeah. because you guys can't get sick then. And then if I get sick, so be it. At least you guys are safe. You know what I mean? Like I'll yeah. go stay home for two weeks and you guys yeah. use your PCO, you know, but uh, like, that's the best I can offer with these guys. Cause somebody, they, right. they, were thinking, and, uh, they were thinking that it was here in December, possibly here in December. And we well, just didn't know about it. Think of all the people who were, who had the same shit that I had in, where they were like, couldn't stop coughing. They were having trouble breathing. Like, and everyone's like, "Oh, you don't have the flu. It's just a, like, I, like I said to Jordan that that we watched that Deontay Wilder fight with that one dude that was friends with with Jen's dad, and he's like, "Does he have the whooping cough? Is he okay?" The whooping cough. Because <laughs> I was so, I was like coughing so bad. I was like, "Ah, nobody. I'm not contagious. Nobody got it. Well, shit. What if I had this thing and we didn't know it?" Yeah, Man. you know, none of us got it. It's like you guys are fine, but I mean, <laughs> I mean that was like a real life situation that happened. You know, mm. so it's just it's crazy, and that's like that's why I'm like the best thing I can do for my team since we aren't altering our hours, even though our competitor is working like only doing like forty hours a a week as opposed to us just still doing like eleven twelve hour days. Is at least I can keep them away from people that aren't in our business. That are that don't have it, or at least we don't think have it. You know, at least they yeah. can stay away from it. You know, it, it, your job is so much harder because there's so many people. Yeah. Do um. Uh. That that being said, uh, obviously, uh, Ryan, shout out to you and uh, taking some leadership. Wish our country had that. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> take that cheap shot. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take that cheap shot that I know Elijah will appreciate. I want to thank Elijah for being on tonight. I want to thank. I want to thank uh, I want to thank Ryan for uh, for coming in strong with the strong style love there. I know that uh, WrestleCast will have some good content coming through here. Dude, and man, uh, all Japan, man, I got some takes about that company. I got some goddamn takes about all Japan that I have not had before as a diehard all Japan fan. That is sick with it. Uh, that being said, that being said, <laughs> thank you, gentlemen. Uh, I'm gonna play some video games after I take this poop. Yeah. You are listening to Strong Style Media Sportscast Radio. Bye-bye.